You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the BingeCast. Sound a lot like binge mess Everywhere you go There's Jack Falvey and Four on Ten Arguing once again About Westworld and other Abrams shows It's beginning to sound a lot like binge mess It's time to start the show but to download, you double-click. Just don't be a Baba Dick. Wait for Monday morn. You've got a drunk Mexican and a Canadian, and they're named Moreno in law. Ammon, who's high, and Cupka standing by to challenge Garrett in a brawl. And Google Voice can hardly wait to translate your calls. Oh man, I can't wait to see who wins the bingies this year, right, Nate it's beginning to sound a lot like binge mess. The boys are drunk as balls. balls. But we know Mike Sampson is gay. Oh, hi, Sass. It's the best show in the world. Won't you suck my balls? <laughs> Welcome to the binge cast. Uh, oh, the feedback. Oh, there it goes. We're having feedback problems, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you noticed. Um, and it's all PJ's fault, we've uh, discovered. Right, PJ? Uh, damn it. Probably <laughs> my fault. Oh, it's gone. I'm here with PJ and TM, the sporty sport guys. What's going on? Just trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to do some fake wind, but... Uh... We'll get to some real wind breaking in a few here anyway. But what's up, Law? Thanks for having the sports cast. Very excited. Yeah, I was very excited. I, at first, I was just like, uh, maybe I'll just get TM. We'll do like a fucking half hour show and just get out of here. <laughs> and then he's like, I guess you, I guess you know my wife. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, well, what, let's get PJ and we'll have the sports cast on. I don't think the sports cast has ever been on together. You guys have never been on a binge cast together. Is that right? Correct. Oh that is God. correct. That is unfucking believable. Well, look yes. at it. and it's me that invites you on the guy that you fucking ran run out of time for every single fucking week. Wow. Well, hey, listen, just throw that crying aside, Law. Let's get excited. What a day! <laughs> yeah, have Wait, the sports unbelievable change of a fucking pace there, TM. But you're right. You found my sweet spot. Um... So after years and years and years of disappointment and depression and, um, you know, never being able, able to let alone win a big game but beat Ohio State, um, we finally, Michigan finally beat Ohio State. It's not even, you know, they, they didn't beat them that long ago, but it was a big game. They won a big game, right, PJ? Like, this is a big fucking deal. This is, it, it's a huge deal, and not to get too smart, just for the program, in general, mm-hmm. for Harbaugh, for everything that's that's led up to this. And listen, I've been as hard on him as anybody, mm-hmm. but everything that they did up to this point in this season all came to to to, to the exact moment that Harbaugh was looking for. I mean, it just and the score wasn't even indicative of how 
badly Michigan beat Ohio State today. They, yeah, they, they pretty much manhandled them. I did get a little nervous when it was eight points, and I'm like, look, man, Michigan has to go down and do something here. They, whether it's a field goal or whatever, they have to go down, and they can't give them the ball back with too much time. And they fucking shoved it down their throats. I was just like, holy shit, who are these guys? It was it was awesome, man. Everything, and I, and I agree. I mean, when when they threw a pick at the you know second oh. drive of the game, it was that I thought it was over at that point. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. all the momentum, and they kind of gave it right back. But they, mm-hmm. you know, they fought, man. They had some adversity through throughout the season that they fought back through, and it it showed here. They didn't give up. It was great, and Harbaugh like taking jabs at day. Uh, <laughs> At the end of the game today was just awesome. Just awesome. And, Law, I saw your post on Facebook about essentially, like, Columbus on fire after losing today. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that, TM? I didn't. No, I did not. And I didn't hear Harbaugh taking jabs either. So this is all stuff I got to go look up later. I didn't. I missed that. Um, Yeah, he says something about... um... When you're born on third base, you and then you fucking think you hit a triple. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, does it mean you hit a triple? Yeah, like Day walks into this program and acts like he's everyone acts like he's the greatest fucking coach of all time. I mean, he's got all the best players in the fucking nation. Like it's not that hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Damn. Nice. That's a nice comment. And then uh, <laughs> like the that. fucking did you see the quarterback coach too taking jobs on on Twitter? No. Uh, because back in the back when the, they had the COVID meeting, Day was like. Uh, he was talking shit, and then Harbaugh fucking called him out for breaking rules. And then, notoriously, after that call was done, Day was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking hang a hundred on them." Like he was pissed off at Harbaugh. And the fucking quarterback coach twits, uh, tweeted after the game, "Did he mean a hundred yards or a hundred points?" <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fantastic. I go ahead, PJ. Sorry. I was just saying, it's a glorious day. Glorious day to be on the binge cast. Oh, man. I I just sat there. I didn't move after the game ended. I actually went and sat closer to the TV. And I was just I was just soaking all in. And I looked at my uh, teacher, my oldest, and I was like, it's been, it's been a long time, man. Like, I haven't had this feeling in so, so long. And then I stopped and I looked at him. I go, you've never, you've never had this feeling. He's like, nope. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, like he's literally never experienced this fucking moment in his life. Like you know what I mean? It's it, by the time he started watching football, he's never seen them beat them. It's yeah. fucking incredible to me. Them, you know when they beat them nine years ago, they, like that game was. I mean, Ohio State was terrible. It didn't mean anything, right? right? Yeah, this was it. This was the game. Fuck! Uh, congrats to that man. It's fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. Such a good game uh, too. And all those students on the field and the players with the students, I'm just like dreaming to be 20 years old on that campus tonight. I know. Just, just blacking so out. It looks <laughs> so much cold. And um, yeah, man, they're still playing. Like they have a fucking championship game next week. That's something we've never had. <laughs> right. I hear it yeah. every fucking week. Every and the week. Go- Gophers helped you out. <laughs> Gophers got that hot Wisconsin team out of there, too. Now you get to play crappy Iowa. Yep. That was a gift, too. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, Alabama almost lost. I was watching that game before we recorded. I needed Alabama. Like, I don't want to play Alabama. Fuck. They, they might be a 2-3 if they make the playoff, right? I don't want to play Alabama. And they fucking ended up winning in overtime. 
God damn it. Don't worry about Alabama. Georgia is going to wipe the floor with them next week. They Alabama stinks. Well, they stink as an Alabama standards. They're not very good. Yeah, yeah, this year. yeah. yeah. They'll, be, they'll be taken care of, I think, by Georgia. That's going to give them two losses. So we'll see what the committee does with that. That's all depends on score. I mean, Alabama can still fucking. If Georgia wins by three, I think Alabama's still going to fucking be in it. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes, yes. I, I hear what you're saying, but they're going to have a really hard time justifying that decision if Bama gets handled pretty easily by Drew. Listen, you guys win next week. You win next week. Cincinnati wins, and Notre Dame should win pretty big tonight. And you that if Bama loses to Georgia, you're going to have, I think, Notre Dame and Cincinnati. It's not very exciting, but it's good for you and Georgia. Oh, it's good for college football, too. Notre Dame and Michigan in the fucking Final Four, that's that's huge for them. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have fucking great ratings. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's your sports cast, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening. On Mondays, everybody. <laughs> yeah, tune in Monday. Or no, tune in Tuesday. We'll, we'll do it on Monday. It's going to be a rough one this week. I can already <laughs> tell. <laughs> oh, but anyways, yeah, I'm fantastic mood. We got lots of shit to get through. Um, oh, man. TM, did you have any money on the game today? I did. I, um, I took the over, mm-hmm. and uh, it hit on the game-clinching Rushing touchdowns. Very exciting. Oh, look I, at uh, you. Yeah. And I, I, I have kind of liked it, you know, going into the game. All the all the Fox guys picked their scores, and nobody's got it over 60. And I'm like, oh, geez. So I had 64 and a half. And, you know, so halftime, I'm like, all right, I'm alive. But I was just enjoying the game anyway. It was a lot of fun. I'm totally rooting for Michigan. I know what's going on. I'm sitting there explaining it to my wife, like, "Oh, you know, this is PJ and Law's team. This this team hasn't been this. Yeah, you know, just breaking it all down for her. She's like, "Oh, that's great." And I'm like, "No, it is actually. Look at that. Listen to that crowd. I want to be there." Yeah, and then the bet hit, and I'm just like, "Yes!" <laughs> like I didn't even expect. I forgot I had it at one point. I was just so into the game. Nice. So it's a, yeah, TM TM. When Michigan went back up 15, essentially to ice the game, that's the first text I got from them. And the over just hit. (laughs) (laughs) But that was no, but that's not true because I had texted you when they threw that pick in the first quarter because I had the same feeling that you did, PJ. I was like, oh, this is over. I'm like, this is your typical game. I could just picture what PJ is going to say on Monday. This is brutal. (laughs) But yeah, they they overcame it, thankfully, because that sucked. Oh, they, yeah. uh, they did so much shit that I didn't know that they could do there. Um, coming out in the second half, um, sportscast not over, people. Uh, coming out in the second half <laughs> is usually when they just fuck up everything, and they went, they made them go three and out, and then scored a touchdown in their face. Like I was just like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, who are these guys, man?" I couldn't believe it. Oh, uh, did you hear that, Law? Did you hear what just happened? Uh, Pete, Pete just tapped out of the show. <laughs> I, heard right. him, I heard him stop his uh his uh podcast player <laughs> look out, look out everyone i'm coming with my statistics <laughs> oh, fuck. i'm sorry pete it's a totally different thing man we might even talk survivor and fucking the challenge later it's crazy yeah fucking, we will fucking oh boy that, i get a, i get my own pee break i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck all right
right. Oh, I got to find Congrats. Out. Congratulations, yes. man. I'm, I'm so right. psyched for you guys. What a great day. And I'm so happy to be able to sit here and get drunk with you guys tonight because I know I knew it. I was like, they're going to be in such good moods tonight. Let's friggin' do this. Oh, fuck. It's just fucking fantastic. Um, Lollapalooza, Indianapolis, next weekend. Let's go. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'll go if you guys go. I'll come up with some bullshit. I'll make it. Are you allowed? Are you allowed to go? Well, um, actually, you know what? Don't to, don't. Uh, oh, law. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tuesday we're allowed to go. Like I don't. Well, I mean we're allowed to go, but we don't have to pay that fucking ridiculous to get that test back anymore. It starts on Tuesday. So I'm fucking over there. No, I'm not going to that. But I, I'm going. I to- think what you do, yeah, you wait for the the final four. Well, the national championship is at Indy as well. Yeah. Oh wow. So let's not let's not uh, you know counter. Yeah, let's not get ahead of yourselves, but <laughs> I'll be wagering on you. All right. We just we needed that Alabama loss, but that's all right. We'll get it. We'll get there. All right. Um. All right, Pete. We're back, and we're back. Uh, let's get this. <laughs> we'll put here. it in the. Uh, we'll put it in the time. You know, say okay. Uh, sports talk ended at about uh, <laughs> six seventeen. Pete, start here. <laughs> all right. Let's get to some uh, googs. Nate, this song deserves a goovy. Hey, leave a voicemail. The bitch cast plays it. So here's the number 708-406-9546. It's time for Google Voice to transcribe it. So here's the number 708-406-9546. Um, you heard the number 708-406-9546. Boys, um, my my beers are really cold and they're going. I'm I'm three beers in already. <laughs> I just want to, I'm three tall boys in already. I just want to, if you're keeping pace with me tonight, that's where I'm at. All right. I love it. I love it. What are you drinking, Law? I was going to ask. What's everybody oh. drinking? To me? All right. I got my favorite beer is uh, called, it's from Flying Monkey and it's called Juicy Ass IPA. I, I got that. Yes. You have? Yes. Um, like by you, they sell them by you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking Flying awesome! Monkey is definitely in Detroit grocery markets. Oh, least. fuck! This is amazing. I didn't even. I see how long yeah. it's been since I've been over there. I have no idea what's going on over there. Did you guys have withdrawal not coming over for like Black Friday Target shopping? Nah, Black Friday doesn't bother me at all. But I do want to do Christmas shopping. My plan right now. <laughs> I already have it planned out. Five a.m. <laughs> Uh, I am going to the border on Wednesday because I don't want to deal with fuck. I hate people, right? And then traffic, TM, I'm like, I'm almost like you. Not quite like you, but I'm almost like you. Uh. Um, I'm fucking going to the state. I'm going to line up at 5 a.m. And I know Meyer opens up at 6. So I'm just going to be at Meyer, then the mall, then Target, do all the shit I need to do, and then come back. And that's my one day I'm going over. That's it. Um, it, yes, you do get, and I, I don't, maybe, yeah, it's definitely that sound. It's definitely juicy ass. For oh, sure. it's fucking beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I'll have to take a picture next time I'm uh, at the liquor store. I'll All take right. a picture for it. So, wait, is it is it like a sour or is it mm-hmm. just like does it have a fruity taste to it? I mean, it's a, a little it's like bit. A, it's like it's called a hazy IPA, I believe. Okay, it's like, okay. Like, um, yeah, the the new, you know. The, like Bell's official. I don't know if you guys have those over there no. or 
I've uh, had that. Yeah, I've had that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's this this new New England IPA, essentially what it is. That's that hazy IPA they make now. And yeah. It's running rampant, but. Well, I stopped drinking all those beers. I just the agita, the the indigestion. I can't take it. I'm drinking Mick Ultras over here, but I got a five finger pour of bourbon, so that's gonna get that's gonna get me where I need to go. (laughs) My podcasting uh, recipe, which is never a good one, because I think the last two shows we've had TM, I've been blacked out by the end of the show. Oh, that's Um, it, just two. I think I've been blacked out the entire NFL season. (laughs) Telling, I can see Chad D right now going, yes, he has. Yes, he has. He messages me every night at 1 a.m. Right. <laughs> we always joke, too, is whenever the free pour comes out, essentially the bottle next to the computer, that's one thing. Oh, doing. yeah. So I'm not doing that tonight. But okay. I did start with a Traverse City whiskey, and now I'm just drinking some low-cal IPAs to make me through the night. All right. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there, people. Don't worry. Listen, I promise, PJ will be making another hard alcohol cocktail before this night. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure I will as well. I'm sure I'll run down during some uh, the challenge talk and just pour heavy or something. <laughs> I got this all planned out now. I got notes in front of me. As soon as they talk, just don't even tell them you're gone. You'll be back in 10. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Uh, let's get to the first voicemail. I think it's from... Uh... Mr. Keen. Let's see. Here we got. Oh, he's going to sing. Uh, let's see. Hey, guys. It's Alex. Happy Thanksgiving. Jim, happy Black Friday. Uh, question for you. Best song from a bad movie. Best song from a not good movie. Hmm. All right. So bonus points if the name of the song is the name of the movie. So my two are the final countdown. You know, the final countdown. <laughs> uh, final countdown, not a good movie. Uh, I saw on TBS a billion times. I mean, it's kind of kitschy, but not a great movie. Uh, the second is a James Bond song. Uh, a lot of great James Bond movies, but Live and Let Die is not one of the good movies. Terrible. It's really outdated. But both the Paul McCartney version and the GNR version, amazing songs. So, best song. From a terrible, not so good movie. Have a great one. How did you know he was going to sing? Uh, he he wrote in the um, Patreon group. Oh, he's like, um, he said, "Oh my god, I just sang on a on a voicemail." I checked the date. I'm like, "Oh, we're getting that tonight." <laughs> the final I didn't know the final countdown was the name of a movie, let alone you know from a movie. Because the final countdown to me was always the Pistons in the '80s song. Yeah, yeah. that's all it was for me, and I loved it because of that fact. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't have an answer right away from here. Um, I love that uh, one song. Like Fanboys is it one of my favorite movies? I like it a little bit more. Pete and I did a, a commentary on it, and Pete loves it so much. I didn't want to shit on it at all, so I ended up liking it a lot more. But that I think it's a Space Hog song from fucking. Um, fucking, what is that song? Um, I have it on my fucking phone, but I'll look it up. Uh, what is it? No, that's different. I, I know exactly what song you're talking about. I couldn't tell you one word the guy actually says in the song, though. Yeah, let me see. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pull a keen and sing it right now. So, um, <laughs> Pete said you guys used to do it. 
Um, on, on Space Hog? Is it Space? It may not be Space Hog. Might not be Space Hog. No. Well, In the Meantime is like yeah. their big tune. Is this it? You have that in your repertoire? No, we never did that one. Space Hog song? No, definitely not. Well, do you remember a song from Fanboys that you used to do? I can't tell you if I ever saw Fanboys. Um, you just sang that shit. I'll look it up. I'm looking it up right now. But you guys uh, okay. go ahead. Go ahead with your answers. So I there's a part of me that needs or wants to abstain from this question. So a little bit looking behind the curtain, I've been in talks with Alex about a binge cast game for this very thing. A mm-hmm. full binge game that I've got 50 answers for you right now. Because oh I've God. been doing research, but now I'm going to give away shit, and law is going to have an advantage. I can't. I can't let that happen. <laughs> I think that's a great reason to abstain, actually, because then we get a good full binge down the road. <laughs> so I, I'm finally. I, I can't even think of a bad movie. It is. In the I can think like like almost famous jumps out at me, but that's a good you know that I love that movie. So I'm like I'm having a hard time thinking negatively. I mean I don't I'm not like a big Ammon Gilbert Terminator Schwarzenegger guy, but you could be mine from Terminator Two oh. from Guns N' Roses. I remember that one being a big like I love the song, but you don't. Didn't but yeah, but that's not a good answer because Terminator Two is a fucking amazing movie. Right. That's well. Listen, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't bring. Uh, remember, I host the sportscast law. <laughs> it's a, it's a I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be here tonight. Okay. Did you say a good song from a bad movie? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad? That's what he said. No, I think it was a good song from a bad movie. Yes, yeah, that's what he said. Bad movie. Here, this is the song I'm talking about. Now, maybe maybe Pete played with it, played it in another band, but he says I thought he said that you guys used to play it. Yeah, that's in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking love this song. Like we went, we talked about it for fucking twenty-five minutes in the commentary. Just the song. Anyways, that was that's the song that came yeah, to I mind. Think, yeah, I think he does it with the the band he's with now because that oh. sounds like a that Danny song for sure. That's not, yeah, I could see them doing that. All right, all right. That's good a good, it, it's a good question though, Alex. Like, um. Yeah. I'm sure there's been times, right? Like, I, I've done it a million times when I'm watching a movie and I'm just like, what's the song? And then I have to look it up. Or fucking, you know. Oh, just name a song you like from the Forrest Gump soundtrack. And, then, you know. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> and I don't hate Forrest Gump, but, you know. Clearly. Just, I think a lot of other people do. <laughs> um, but, it, no, it is. It's a, good, it's a great question, but something I need to think about. Um. All right, let's uh, let's do the next one. Here we go. What up, binge boys? It's your boy, the Duke. I'm calling in with two reviews. One which is inspired by the man himself, Jim Law. Twas the fight before Christmas. I'm gonna keep it brief and short because I know Law's gonna review it. Plus, I'm a thousand times smarter than any of you, anyways. So I'm not gonna wait. Oh. Um, good recommendation, Law. It was a good one to put uh, on while putting up the Christmas tree. <clears throat> uh, I very clear to me. Uh, maybe it was your post kind of like got me thinking who the villain was, but it didn't take long for me to realize who was the big douche of this 
documentary, and man, was it filled with douche vibes. <laughs> but I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Great recommendation, great holiday watch while putting stuff up. Twas the fight before Christmas. Uh, I think I give it a solid 7 on 10. Uh, and then the second one that I watched, actually following that, was a little movie called Black Friday. Um, this also may or may not come up on the show, but I'll it will quick and brief as much as the Duke can. Uh, Devin Sawa? Sawa? Is that mm-hmm. how you say it? Sawa. Uh, from Final Destination, Idle Hands, of Fame. Um, stars in this movie with Michael J. White, uh, Bruce Campbell, and the kid, when he was a young kid, had big buck teeth. I can't think of his name, and uh, you'll probably recognize him if you see the movie. Anyways, it's about Black Friday holiday shopping, and essentially it turns into slash zombie monster movie. Not really clear what they are. They fight against them. Kind of comedy. Um, and you know what? I'll just say I had fun with it. Um, I kind of like Devin Sawa. 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 Um, I like that last just him. the name of it. Uh, with that really crazy ending. I know you guys saw it too, or at least somebody did. Um, and then, of course, he was in that Fred Durst movie. Um, it's just a fun, campy monster movie uh, themed around Black Friday. Uh, so check it out. Uh, Jim Law, that would be like Boxing Day for you. Um, again, that's fun. <laughs> Soft 7 on 10. Suck a Baba Dick. <laughs> okay, I, I did I did watch this, and I'm going to talk about this later. Did, it, did either of you guys watch this? Um, I watched the trailer. <laughs> And then I tapped the fuck out. <laughs> right. PJ, did you watch this? I did not. I did not watch okay. this um, yeah, so I'll review this and uh, the fight before Christmas too. Um, but yes, I that just, I watched. Okay, I just want to make clear: uh, Black Friday is not Boxing Day to us. Like, but we still have Black. Like, look at I'm a border city, right? Like, we still have Black Friday. It's it consumes us. Like, there's no way around it. It doesn't end at the Detroit River. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's not only sales in Detroit on Black Friday. It it definitely bleeds into our city. Um, and yes, but I actually I think Boxing Day shit bleeds into Detroit. I'm not sure. Have you ever heard of Boxing Day, PG? Like, is that a thing over there? I don't. I mean, I know I know of it, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think there's there's not like sales, or I don't think there's things that bleed over as far as yeah. Know, people's. It, I mean, it used it used to be more prominent than it is now. Like Black Friday is way more prominent here than right? what? Day after Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the day after Christmas. Uh, but Black PJ. Friday, Black Friday is way more important. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, law. Well, PJ, Black, uh, Boxing Day is on all our calendars. <laughs> it oh. says Boxing Day Canada, right? I know that's how I know it. I think you're right. Yeah. Look at you. Look at look at me. Look at us. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unity in North America. All right. But yeah, I'm uh, we'll definitely be reviewing both those movies. Chad, yeah. thank you. Um, here's one. A force. Sorry, what? Capable. <laughs> we have a lot of Chad D drops. We'll try not to. <laughs> this is a. Oh, boy. <laughs> We have, this is a four-second voicemail transcription not available. Let's see what we got here. 
This is amazing. I like these. These are good. Ah, just nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm going to put in the effort, people. All right, one more. Here we go. Hey, what's up, boys? It's Bunchy. How you doing? Fucking Bunchy. Good, good. Bunchy. Bunchy is in a fucking sound studio. Like, he's got his own fucking... Like, why does it sound so amazing? <laughs> Sounds amazing. Holy Soundproofing fuck. in his bathroom. He's like, I'll be right back. I just got to go call the bench. <laughs> Gets in the shower. Call us and tell us what your setup is so we know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're fucking struggling to hear each other earlier. <laughs> I love a bunchy. I love the idea that it's in his bathroom. Like, he sits on the toilet. He, he's got the fuck. He pulls the microphone out of the shower. You know what I mean? He puts it right in front of his face. <laughs> I'm fucking stand. All right. I uh, hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, Law, hope you had a good Thursday. I don't know. I know. You had a good thing from a while ago. Jesus Christ. Awesome. Uh, question for y'all. So, Beatles Get Back uh, mm. just started, um, just dropped the first little bit on Disney+. Plus. Uh, obviously, the Beatles, uh, probably the most overrated band to get a documentary. Uh, I'm fucking around, maybe. Whoa, um, baby. What bands, artists, would you like to see a in-depth documentary or a very accurate biopic biopic that we haven't gotten so far hmm. uh, personally i absolutely love fucking rocket man i think that thing was just superb uh the one that we got on queen bohemian rhapsody i know there's a lot of shit around it but i fucking love the final 20 30 minutes of that movie i really do maybe it's because radio gaga is such a great fucking uh live performance like that's hard to top so but what bands or artists would you love to see get a very in-depth and accurate um maybe that's just as important so they stop leaving out the uh the bad shit but a really good accurate documentary or biopic for me i want pink floyd from all the way back when they fucking got together to Roger Waters and David Gilmore splitting up the band to um, uh, their founding member fucking going crazy and winding up in a loony bin. I think Pink Floyd at this point has been, you know, kind of out of the limelight enough that we could do some really interesting shit and bring it back uh, full force. So what would you like to hear? Um, like to see. All right. Peace. Was that a question? Peace. <laughs> um, I don't know the whole thing with biopics I don't know if I ever like have really loved one um, and I'm talking about like you know fully acted out biopics like the Queen one or whatever because that Molly Crew one um, I remember really liking the Doors one because I didn't like the Doors and I just found it interesting I thought Kilmer was really good at it and I thought it was an interesting movie but don't necessarily think it's great or anything um so i don't know you if know, i'm really asking like do i like i don't know if there's one i really want you know what i'm saying like a biopic i would take i would pick a documentary a million times over a biopic any day i agree uh one of the things that you get with these biopics is they're they're very um they're like limited in their scope or or the story they tell mm -hmm. right so it's bookended by one incident or the other. Um, 
because what else, we just got the the NWA one, which was which was fine. Yeah, that was good. Good. Um, like you said, yeah, the Motley Crew, and then mm-hmm. as Bunchy said, Rocket Man. We had uh, the uh, the Queen one. Um, did you guys? I mean, growing up when I was like in high, like behind the music was a, mm-hmm. such a huge thing for mm-hmm. us growing up and watching that mm-hmm. I got so much of anything that I needed from those. I mean, those. I there's so many bands that if you try to when you try to put them in this two hour movie it's it's very difficult to do. Uh, but the first thing that came to my mind and somebody who we haven't really heard from uh, for me would be Guns and Roses. Ugh. I think they have a ton of shit to tell, and nobody really knows everything that's happened behind the scenes there. Yeah, 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 and that I, that would probably come as a biopic. But I'm with you guys. I want documentary. I don't. I, I don't want biopic. Like, because I love the Queen movie, you know. And then you come out of it, avoid spoilers and stuff, and then you just read all the articles that half of it was bullshit anyway, and the timelines are always not this are not correct, and that that stuff really just bothers me. Law. I loved the Doors movie. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in college. Oh right? boy. Oh, that was an accidental perfect <laughs> placement right there. <laughs> I did not mean to do that, but it worked out. Um, I used to sit in my dorm room freshman year of college and smoke cigarettes with the lights off by myself and light candles and watch that movie. Like, I had a thing with that film. It was so good. I loved every minute of it. Um, yeah, but I need I need docs. And I honestly, the, the one band, I mean, I'm a big Dave Matthews Band fan since, like, the mid-'90s. I'd like a documentary on that band because... You just really never got it, and there's enough information out there where there, I think there'd be some good stories in there. But yes, Guns N' Roses is a hell of a call. That band's got so much drama between him and Axel and Slash, and walk not performing, walking off stage for the biggest ridiculous reasons. I mean, they're total prima donna assholes, yeah. and uh, that's a great pick. And the, as far as Bunchy's concerned with Pig Floyd, yeah, I mean... Can David Gilmore just come to the United States and play a fucking concert? Like, I'm sick and tired of Roger Waters. And, uh, you know, he's the goofiest one. But, I mean, I actually am a Gilmore guy when it comes to the music. So Pink Floyd's very frustrating as a whole because they, they're just arrogant English pricks and they won't come play their music. Or he won't. Gilmore, Gilmore is an arrogant English prick. Yeah. Uh, and then aside from that, I mean, Zeppelin would be great, but... Zeppelin, we kind of know enough about, and they're too old to really give us anything musically, which really wasn't the question. So I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just upset. I'm not, I haven't seen these bands in their entirety. Right. All right. All right. All right, boy. Uh, thank you for calling 708 406 9546. That's it. That was all the voicemail. We didn't even save any for full binge. We gotta make that stretch out. Oh, you know what? I didn't even talk about full binge this week. Um, tonight, if you're not a, you know, if you don't know where the full binge is, you go to Patreon.com/slash/BingeMedia, and you, uh, we usually don't talk about sports all the time. <laughs> it's usually straight into movies and TV. Um, but you can hear the full show. We do an extra show at the end of every binge cast. And you can sign up for five bucks a month. You get the full binge. You get Pete's commentaries. You get Jack Attack Tuesday. You get a whole bunch of great shit. I think we're doing a second season of um, 
of the uh, docket. I don't know if that's going to be full binge or not, but we'll talk about it. Um, there's so many extras going on, and that's at, uh, like I said, patreon.com slash binge media. Tonight we are playing the Lost in Translation game. Now, boys, I brought this, uh, this up to you. I assumed that you knew exactly what I was talking about. Do you know what the Lost in Translation game is? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what Bruce has done is he he takes a synopsis of a tonight he's doing a theme for the boys we'll see what that is later and he runs it through google translate um different languages over and over again until it comes back to english i'm not sure how many times he does it but he does it multiple times uh that end translation that comes back in english is what he'll read to us and we have to figure out the movie is just by that and um from what we've learned in the ones he's already done sometimes it is drastically different from the original synopsis uh it makes no sense whatsoever and we are going to all uh take part in the lost in translation game uh, we'll tell you about all the way uh the way we're going to score it and all that kind of shit later and uh it should be a lot of fun hopefully uh, we don't we don't forget how we're going to score it when the time comes, but no, I yeah, written- I I didn't write it down, so <laughs> we might be. We'll fine. be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> All right, also, let's- as far as full binge law, don't forget uh, Wake and Bake with Bob Ross, oh, which is Jack Ross. Valley and myself. All right, drops about once a month, and then also. Um, TV Roundup commentaries for Curb Your Enthusiasm with myself, Pete MC, and Alex. And uh, apologies for not dropping this week, but with the holiday, uh, just kind of didn't happen. And I got to say, I'm super disappointed, uh, even though it's kind of my fault. But off of last Sunday's Curb Your Enthusiasm, I was really excited to do the com because of the three we would have been doing if we had gotten this one in, this last week's episode was just one of my favorites. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, but uh, we'll be back next week for sure. Right. And then, of course, listen to the sportscast. Sport! <laughs> All right, you ready for some uh, TV? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, this is not playing. Okay, let's play another one. It's alright to tell me what you watched on TV I may try to argue or tell you that show blue You told me to just wait until episode 8 I won't wait, it's not great, the show sucks I'm tapping now, and it happened <laughs> once again This show's a 4 on 10, don't try to recommend I thought you were my friend I won't watch Game of Thrones it's been on way too long, and it shows so much dong. Well, this is TV Roundup. <laughs> look, look, the, the sounder is so loud. It oh, you're maxing out. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound loud to me. Uh, I'm right, just so. watching the circle around Law's uh, logo just blink <laughs> in my face. <laughs> PJ and I are full green, and then Michigan logo is just blinking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Discord. <laughs> uh, is there? I don't even know if there's a volume on these here. Let's here. I'll we'll do this one. Let's see what's going on. Oh, there is a volume. 
Oh, and there's no here by this one. No, they won't play for me. I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's why it's TV. Give it to us, Tim. Let's go. Got what? your fucking TV round on. He's gone. We've lost him. So anyway, sportscast, guys. Hold on. <laughs> How's that? Oh, there, week, so oh, there you go. Fuck yeah. You can rely on Jablau and Moreno. You can rely on Jablau and Moreno. TV rounds up. Sons of Anarchy. Breaking Bad. Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. Okay, was that better? Was that? Is it? I don't know if you heard it, Law, but now we lost Alex. He tapped out also. So (laughs) we've only got only Jack is still listening, and he's getting very uncomfortable. (laughs) For a second there, I was like, "Wait, Alex wasn't on the show." What do you mean? (laughs) God damn it! All right. Yeah, listen, man, I fucking, both those fucking guys tapped out. I'm usually just the guy that shows up and hosts, and now I gotta run everything, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. I haven't done this shit in, like, fucking ten years. Sorry. It's just a little rant. <laughs> um, it's TV Roundup, boys. It's the part yes. of the show where we talk about what we're watching on television, and um, oddly enough, there's tons of shit on TV. Oh, yeah. You guys watch Too much. Can I ask a quick question? Yes. Okay. So the South Park post-COVID, is that in this segment or what did you watch? No, this segment. This segment? Okay. 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 All right. Uh, I think I might have two things, three things to mention that you guys aren't watching. All right. Let's do that. All right. Real quick. I just have to mention, because I'm actually on the show this week, I finally finished season two of Ted Lasso. Ooh. So, yes, I've, I was speaking to both of you guys off air throughout my uh, viewership of this, as well as obviously calling into the show several times. I just want to quickly say season two does not hold a candle to season one mm-hmm. to the point where... I almost tapped out probably three or four different times, and it had nothing to do with that one assistant coach episode. That one I was prepared for. Okay. I just, yeah, I just really, they really lost me. What is, what's going on here? Do you not, um, look at, they, they took a direction here, and it's it was blatantly obvious, right? They want a villain. They want, you know, they want a bad guy to Ted Lasso's super fucking super nice guy, right? So, yeah, um, they said it early. I mean, they didn't set it early, but they, 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 you know, they started laying the bricks early, and by the end of the show, it's obvious of uh, what direction they're going in the third uh, season. Do you like? Does that not excite any of that? Is are you excited for the third season? I will say that based on the second season finale, I did not tap out of the show. Yes, I will. I will go into the third mm-hmm. season, but I just think the first season is, you know, I, I came in so late that the first season is where all the hype came from, and the first season was great TV. I mean, oh my God, I just couldn't, I couldn't wait to get to the next episode, and, and even though I had the binge um, opportunity for the second season, 
it just as soon as I started the premiere of season two, I was just kind of like, oh, I just kind of don't care. There's a little too much of the female team owner, and she's great and all, but I don't care that much mm-hmm. about that character. I liked all the psychology and mental health issues, and I actually really enjoyed that. I, I, there could have been a little more, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But I just think it dragged a little. And there's all the stuff in the media about how they had to add the two episodes and all that kind of stuff. Um, although I did like the Christmas episode. Um, and then, you know, the coach, the assistant coach episode is what it was. But um, I don't know. I just think it dragged a little. And, um, yeah, I mean, but it, it, it wrapped up as it needed to. I love the finale. You know, I mean, we got there. I need more soccer, too. Like, I just can we can we have a little bit more about the actual team? Hmm. Because that would be because then you got him coaching, right? And uh, you know, but I think we might get more of that in season three because of the villain that you're talking about. True, so, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on board. I just loved season one so much more. What were you going to say, PJ? I, I was just to say. I mean, in fairness, when we talked about this, it took you a little longer to get into this show, I think, than most. And and Law, and I don't I don't know where you where you were when you watched, it, but I think by the end of episode one, season one, mm-hmm. I was. Like, I was already in, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I, I was down for it. And TMU, it took you like three, four episodes before you finally yeah, essentially called into the binge cast and professed your unfound love for yes. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, and that's what we talked about on our show. You you just didn't – you didn't really get it. And I think that's probably where – because my opinion on, on season two was – a little bit of what you said, but and I think they could have cut the whole season by two episodes. Obviously, the Beardy episode, and they could have cut somewhere else. But I had no issue with the direction or anything that was going on in the show. I thought it, I thought it moved pretty well without the Beardy episode. But you did, you did say to me, PJ, off air during a sportscast. You said that you guys were get you and your wife were a little slower getting through the second season. Yeah, I think that's more just life. But yeah, maybe maybe that is. Yeah, we we probably sat on episode six or seven for like two or three weeks, and then we pushed through and got through it. But yeah, yeah I mean, I I and agree with you. I, I was just gonna say I agree with you that season two wasn't what season one was, but I think the way they finish it out makes it so that I'm very excited for you know, yeah. Season mm-hmm, two and I agree with that, yeah. And even Law, you kind of had the same vibe because you said you were starting to waver a little as you got towards the end. But it is, yeah, the finale really brings you back. Yeah, like even when you were just going through what you were going through there with the second season, I was, yeah, I was the exact same way. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah. this isn't even close to the first season. Um, I don't know about the soccer thing, though. I feel like if you really broke it down, um, I, I I would imagine there's the same amount of soccer in both seasons, and I, I like I like it too. So maybe you like it a little yeah. more, me. So maybe that's why you're kind of just um, wanting it a little more. The 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 owner, the female owner. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a a point of a topic in the house. Like like Jess Jess likes her, right? Like it's she's a strong female character, and and she's just uh, and Jess is kind of like. Really wrapped up in her storyline, along with uh, uh, Juno Temple's character and all that kind of shit. And she, I, she fucking, I don't know what, there's something about her that just frightens me. Like, she is a striking woman, and I feel like she would beat the living fuck out of me. 
um, just for saying hello to her. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, she's a scary woman. She's a big woman. She's a big girl. <laughs> she is a fucking and, and, you know, in no way, In no way is she, like, heavy. She's just no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But for you to say, I mean, she would destroy me. So for you to say that. <laughs> she, she is a frightening woman. And I just don't yeah. ever find myself wrapped up in her storyline. So I'm kind of with you on that. I love Juno Temple. I think she's uh, a really fun character. Um, but I feel like they just made her play off that other character a little bit too much. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. It, it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good as the first season. But I do love the setup for the next season because um, yeah. even though it pained to watch it happen, you know, during the season, it, it's it's going to I think it's going to be fun because he's a dick. Yeah, he's a good he is certainly uh, a very good character. Yeah. Yes. While yeah, you were going through it, I and law to bring up the owner like that was the one thing that i was that kind of slowed down was that whole storyline with her family and her parents Mm -hmm. and all of that but it kind of led from the funeral to everything else to the end so i mean it makes sense you know with her ex-husband and all that so yeah it is um it's it's a good ride and if you gotta you know slog through a couple episodes so be it there's nothing you know, they're 30 minutes, right? Did, did you guys hear uh, Pete tap back in and then tap back out? Did you hear that happen? <laughs> to Ted Lasso? Oh, I thought that was no, for morning show. to this show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> That's like that Grandpa hey, Simpson uh... gift where he comes in the door and he's like, oh, and he turns around and walks back. <laughs> That's exactly what Pete just did. Oh, TV Roundup, cool. Nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> Hey, uh, can I just say, and I mean, you know, I'll embarrass myself in front of the entire binge community right now, but I don't care. I didn't know that Keely was Juno Temple. Oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah. She's got the worst teeth I've ever seen. Yes, absolutely. It works. It works. There's something about it that works. Oh, PJ's a big Juno. Like, I know Moreno's a big Juno Temple guy. Um, but I, mean, I, I don't know her from that. I mean, I've seen her before. I, you know, I wasn't like a guy, but there's something with her character and the way that, yeah, 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 her persona. And I'm all in, man. Yeah, she's a good character, man. I, I really love her character. All right. I what? just, uh, I just, I think I'm just showing my actor actress uh, ignorance here. I thought she was Juno. Juno. I thought Juno Temple played Juno in Juno. So just forget me right now. I'm I'm like completely <laughs> off base here. So anyway, let me give it to those other two real quick. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Wait, no, no, wait a minute. <laughs> you thought no, no, the movie. Ju- I never said anything. <laughs> Hold on. You thought the movie Juno was about Juno <laughs> Temple? <laughs> no, no, I didn't think it was about Juno Temple. I thought Juno Temple was in Juno. I thought Juno in <laughs> the movie after the actress. <laughs> Yes, yes, PJ. Thank you. That's why we're sportscast co-hosts. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I don't know, man. I, you know, <laughs> you, someone's called Juno Temple or Juno Halifax. It doesn't matter who, what Juno they are. To me, I think of the movie Juno. So that, that's where my head goes. <laughs> All right. Leave me alone. All right. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. All right. Anyway, on to the next show. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, just want to throw out there that my wife and I just completed a full Seinfeld rewatch. And... Otherwise known as Jerry. Yes. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> you douche. But that was just fantastic. So, you know, found. I still think I found one episode that I had never seen before. Nice. Or, or I just don't remember, you know. And I've seen the series a few times, but I was just like, what is this episode? I had no idea what was going on. But anyway, to the one show I don't think either of you are watching, uh, Dexter. Oh, I am. I am watching it. You are watching. Yep. Let's do this. All right. So has this been discussed in the last couple weeks? I hate watched the first episode. I talked about it. Um, okay. And then I yeah, I decided at the end of the review that I was going to continue with it because I just wanted to see what was going to happen. Okay. All right. My wife's a huge fan. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, I'm all in three episodes. I mean, I was all in during the, the premiere. It's there's it's we we'd done a full rewatch of the series during COVID. Um so I I'm pretty fresh on, you know, everything that's going on, if you will, but I don't know. I just really like it. I it's you know, I, I did like the show for several seasons, and then on the rewatch, I just don't think it sucked as much as it did when I was watching it in you know live. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, so that you know going into it, I wasn't ready to hate watch it probably as much as you were, but uh, I just think it's been it's been really good. I mean, you're right back in the world. I think there's some good plot lines in there, but the, I think just you know the the main idea of him, you know, is he going to kill? Is he not going to kill? Kind of thing. I don't, I'm kind of into it. And I think you could. I think you could kill this show. I think you could pick it apart. I don't care for for Deb, um, but I didn't like her on the regular show on the the first series. So, um, but I don't know. There's just something about it. I'm like, I'm really into it. Or I really am. I don't know. What do you, are you have you got, gotten more into it, or are you still hate watching? I mean, I'm not hate watching. I'm up to date. Look at Dexter was at its best. When there was a simple storyline to follow, right? Like it was just like, right. how's he going to get from here to there? Um, I di- I wasn't a fan when it was like uh, he started doing uh, kills of the week, like you know what I mean? Like it was like Dexter turned into uh, who's he going to kill this week, and you know who's he, who's he going to fucking stab this week? And I, uh, I I don't like that. I like a long story um, that ha- features characters that you care about. And this is what they're doing right. It's about the characters for me. I like the new girlfriend. I really like the son. This mm-hmm. is a character they could have yeah. fucked up royally. Um, they could have. They been, almost did. They the almost did. But they, yeah. they they could have made this the most cliche bullshit ever. Um, but I like the way they are giving him different traits. Like he's a fucking genius. He's not, you know what I mean? Like, he's not dumb. He's not a pussy. He doesn't need Dexter to fucking save him from anything. I just like the way they're playing this character out. And uh, I don't know which way it goes, which makes for better television. Straight up. Yes. The Deb thing, like, it, it makes sense that Deb's the new thing, right? Like the new fucking voice in his head. Like if it was his de- or his uh, foster dad or his dad or where the fuck that was, um, that wouldn't have made as much sense. Deb makes sense because she died because of him and she is co- almost completely different than the voice in his head when his dad was there, right? She's like, don't do any of this. This is all stupid. You're a fucking idiot. I like that aspect of it. But I'm with you on the fact that I can't fucking stand this actress. 
Like she's she over she's in the fucking show for five second clips at a time and i feel like she's overacted for 10 seconds in those five seconds like i'm just like enough of this but i love the like the message makes sense it makes sense um because you can see him he doesn't want to do this but he's going to have to fucking do it more and more and eventually anyways that's what it's all about it's all about this like the, the, the characters that they set up in this fucking new world and how it's playing out. And I enjoy this storyline. And that's why I'm not hating this season. It's pretty, pretty good. Good. Nice. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, I was just going to say one thing. I don't, I don't want to like throw any spoilers out there or whatever. But I, I did hope that once the first kill if you will took place i was hoping that deb turned back into harry yeah um which definitely you know didn't go down but i thought oh maybe she's just there until he goes back to his old ways and then harry will reappear kind of thing but there's just so much opportunity here you know for how the son how much better would it be if if harry also was in his head like we've got both characters. I think that would be fucking fantastic. I think it's gonna. I think it could happen. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not off the table. Why? Well, you know. I mean, absolutely not. I, I like that would really work for me because right now, obviously, he's thinking what he needs to do, and that's Harry. And what he you know, what he shouldn't do, that's Deb. Like, I think that should be a thing that happens. But whatever, we got yeah. what we got. But it's good. So far, I'd say so far, so good. Um, you know, of all the things that drop for Sunday night, yeah, that's our number. That's our number one. Whoa, what? Well, because that's it's. I mean, listen, it's a it's a collaborative effort. So she wants that. And I'm fine with it. So we'll watch. That <laughs> so so hold on. <laughs> it's, it's not a collaborative effort. It's However what she you wants to watch. Spin it, <laughs> We're watching Dexter first. That was hilarious. It's a collaborative effort, but she wants to watch that. Okay. <laughs> Just wait till, wait till we get to succession and I'll explain further. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Dexter, we're both still in. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, PJ. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. ask a question about Dexter because I've never yes. watched the show. By the time I think um, – I would have gotten into it. It had already kind of jumped the shark or whatever. But in watching it and rewatching it, do you, is it one of those shows that, so I, I always compare and everybody, so Entourage was very similar in terms of everybody bitched about Entourage after season four. But in a, when you're able to like binge it and just push through the, like the shit, the series as a whole doesn't seem as bad. Was Dexter like along those lines where you know you're going to get shit for these, you know, short segment of episodes, but pushing through it makes the series as a whole better? Or uh, is it, you knew what was going to happen that on a rewatch, I think you're nailing it. Okay. Because, like, you know, I mean, how many articles have I read? Me and my wife will just be sitting there when we were rewatching or talking about it, or even now, like right as this the new season came out. Oh, oh, ranking the seasons, right? So you go back and talk, discuss the seasons and stuff, and you can you can just like one main character in each season that defines you know what the season was, and uh, yeah, go even going back and thinking about it that way. Yes, I mean you you had to 
have the ability to binge through some of these plots in order to tolerate it. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, there were some really bad seasons of Dexter. And when you're like a week to week, you will watch an episode for 60 minutes and it's dog shit. And then Yeah, you want to tap out. You've got six days to think about it. I'm going to tap the fuck out of this. Yeah. All right. Well, I won't be watching it. Yeah. No, don't. Dexter hit that weird fucking middle ground where it was shit for like like a couple seasons, but then they announced when it was going to end. So anyone that wanted to tap out, myself, I was like, all right, I'll just see this through the end. So I just powered through, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, wasn't it didn't give me a chance to tap out because I didn't want to tap out and, and not see the ending. Yeah, it didn't pay off whatsoever for me. I fucking hated basically the last fucking three seasons with a passion, but I it was it's just it, honestly they did a, a fantastic marketing ploy by saying okay Dexter's ending here so you better watch it's going to be fucking great it wasn't but I, it made me stick around so I would never rewatch it <laughs> I would stop after season three there's no question in my mind but uh, I can see what you're saying TM watching it binging it. Um, almost definitely makes it better and that's definitely something that uh i'm going to talk about with a show that i watched i binged fucking at work last uh last week oh nice there one other thing real quick on dexter there, there's some cool um intricacies with the the openings yeah and lots of fucking stuff. money there's... into this hey eh? do you notice like the end credits it's like a fucking movie like it, it feel like it's like yeah. a fucking marvel movie a lot of uh a lot of articles you can read about about like this, like the fan, you know, they're really fan servicing the people that were diehards back from the original series. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff like that, too. So, I mean, you know what? Sometimes it's sometimes you can make a good decision and bring back something from the past and have it work. And I think so far, I mean, we're only, what, three, four episodes in. I think it's three you know, let's. I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves here and say, "Oh, you have to watch this." But I think it's just like uh, so far, so good on ten. You know, it's like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. far, you got me. So you know, keep it going. If you can do ten episodes, and I'm excited for a following season, then you did a hell of a job with the show that I wanted to urinate all over when it freaking <laughs> right. closed. The finale was such a joke, yeah. not only story wise, but even just the visual of it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we keep talking about that him wheeling her out on a fucking gurney and putting her on a boat it looked like it was like a blue screen green screen it was a joke <laughs> so you know all right so for, for all that negativity good job so far nice all right pj what are you watching anything um i think the only thing that i'm watching maybe that you guys haven't watched other than catching up with sopranos first time watch through sopranos which oh is, nice but it's taking some time you know it is a it's a long haul but mm-hmm. um law did you ever did you and jess ever get back into the morning show we haven't she brought it up i'm, I'm gonna say like last week she's like oh we, we should get back in the morning show and then i told her about pete and she's like, she doesn't trust Pete, right? Like, she's like, no, don't, let's just, let's decide for ourselves. And I'm kind of agreeing with her. <laughs> like, Pete, Pete will tap out if the fucking, the wind blows the wrong way through his window. So, uh, I'll check it out. Yeah. So, I finished it. Just the finale uh, was last week, oh. I think. And so, I, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't even sure if I was going to 
jump back on the second season because it just it seemed like there wasn't a story to tell, right? I mean, based on how the last one ended, right? And getting through this, as you said, it kind of starts with the pandemic, and they literally take every opportunity to throw in every societal issue within a single newsroom oh. that you can. I mean, it is racism and sexism and LGBTQ and uh, addiction and bringing in characters that you don't give a fuck about. And the the best part about this show, Steve Carell is in the show. Not enough, right. but he's in it. And I won't get too much into it because you guys, you know, anybody who hasn't watched it, but it the way that it finishes is eerily similar to the last season and it <laughs> someone's just... pissing in a bottle <laughs> <laughs> Damn. amazing sorry that is, a, that is a review of the morning show hold on Piss in a bottle what is it similar to i i lost <laughs> i lost focus when i heard tm pissing in a bottle i just the without being too spoiler it just it kind of all comes to like another woke moment for okay. the people on the show. And it's just, it's, you know, Billy Kudrup is awesome. He's still the best part about this show, but yeah. all the new people that added to the show suck. Oh. And people that I kind of liked before, God like, damn it. Soon, I liked before and now I don't like it all. No, right. so I'm, if, if I wasn't, I think similar, like you said, well, like if I wasn't eight or seven episodes in, I just kind of would have. So don't wait. So PJ, have you finished the season? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Because I we tapped back in like Pete did. Oh. So I think we're. I think I were at like. I think we're through four. All right. Hold on. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm still at like two. PJ, do I finish the season or not? I, I don't know, man. I if so me like for me, I, I've got a limited amount of time, but it's something I'm already invested in. I don't have time to invest in something else, so mm. I went through it. Right. But I it's a couple show. You're watching it with the wife. That's important because that is, yep. Yeah. And I don't I I wouldn't if you weren't if you're two episodes in, you could easily tap out and I don't think you're missing anything. If you're four or five episodes in, I'd say finish it. But the way it ends, I I just don't know. I don't know where the show's going. I don't have a good feeling. If it comes back, no, maybe I'm, I'll watch I'm it. Out. No, I'm out. Just, I'm out. Fight. Yeah, yeah. If it yeah, we jumped, we jumped back into it just because we we got to a point where we didn't have anything else. So right. we're like, all right, my parents had been watching our kid for three straight days, and they were over, and they're like, oh, we can use Plex here. Oh, we'll uh, we'll watch morning show, and they watch like seven episodes. So we're like, all right, they're watching it. My brother's watching it. Friggin' Pete of all people tap back in. It's like, all right, so we watched a few, but it's like you know Thursday, Friday, and we got nothing else to watch. Kind of show at this point. And that's the thing. There are things that will get you to like want to hang on, but when it all comes down to it, as a whole, the season it just doesn't. It just doesn't do it. Oh, and if it wasn't yeah. for the quality and like the production value of the show and the like the actors in the show, mm-hmm. like this would 
this would be an easy tap out. Right. But I love I I like Aniston, Kudrup. Uh, He's amazing. Though. He yeah. he might be the only reason to watch it. Yeah. Tim, Kru- did you? Kudrup is phenomenal. Yes, you caught me. You caught me. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you're bringing up all the points that PG Shutter brought up. So did you go off mic and piss in a bottle and think we didn't hear it? <laughs> No, you caught me, so then I muted after you caught me. I, I, I should have I should have just muted before. I didn't realize the flow was going to be so. Listen, I've had 130 ounces of water this afternoon, getting ready for tonight. Okay, I carved up, had a ton of triscuits, ton of pasta, drank 100 ounces of water plus. A ton of triscuits. <laughs> hey man, I don't drink. I don't. You know, this is. I got. I brought an eight pack up here. Be hammered. I don't drink like this anymore. PJ knows. I, I pound two bourbons and I black out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hang, man. I'm trying to hang. Full binge. This is incredible. Hey, Billy Crudup's really good, eh, PJ? Like, PJ just went on a five-minute rant about how great Billy Crudup is. I heard it. I just wasn't. Like, you couldn't hear me. I was going to leave and I was like, oh, PJ's going to bring up uh, reality television. I could pee now. And then he brought up morning show. I'm like, fuck, I have stuff to say. All right, let me piss in this bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking detective law over there snagging me. (laughs) That's fucking fantastic. All right. All right. There you go. Um, Won't be the last time. All right. Since we're talking about stuff that maybe the others aren't watching. I watched um, seven out of eight episodes. I wanted to finish it so bad, but I just didn't have enough time at work last night. Uh, Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. Oh, nice. Uh, Michael Keaton, and I didn't even know this, Rosario Dawson. I had no idea she was in this show. And she's a fucking fantastic character, too. Um, going into this, I'm like, I, you look at the poster or whatever, like the ads for it, and you it looks like Michael Keaton's like, the like the fucking guy right like this is about oxycontin and uh you know it's a true story about how it just fucking burst onto the scene and uh the addiction that happened and, and ruined fucking so many fucking lives and this how it was so accessible and all that kind of shit you look at the poster and you think michael keaton's like the guy that invented fucking oxycontin like he looks like the main bad guy he's not he's like the nicest fucking guy in the world um, he's a fantastic character. Rosario Dawson's fantastic in this. Um, there's a lot of fucking great characters in this. This is a fucking mesmerizing fucking story. This is the show I was talking about earlier, though. You gotta, you gotta binge this. This is not a, like, this is one of those shows where you'll watch it. There's no cliffhangers or, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Like, you might forget about it the next week it come, pops up and you're like, oh yeah, I am watching this. Binge watching this show is like watching a fucking straight up, uh, as uh, whoever was talking about biopics earlier. I wanted to call it. It's almost a documentary, but it's a you know, it's it's well acted fucking live action fucking documentary of this fucking epidemic that fucking happened with OxyContin, and it's fucking devastating. It like it's just fucking. It is so depressing. <laughs> like you feel so fucking horrible for the people. In the show, and like I, I personally know people that have been addicted to this shit. Um, I work in an auto plant. I, I remember talking about this done a few weeks ago with um, uh, Jess's family. Uh, when I I threw my back out not too long ago, and um, well, 
not too long ago, but a few years ago. And I was at work and I was just like a fucking disaster. Like, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't, I couldn't even fucking walk straight up. And I, I knew somebody in the plant had this for sale. Like I knew they did because that's how accessible it is. I didn't have to wait to go to a doctor, get a fucking prescription. And I don't do this normally, but I was like, I talked to my leader. I was like, look it, I, I'm going to give you 20 bucks. I need you to go get me some fucking oxy. Like I knew, I, I knew it was there somewhere in the plant. Someone's selling this 20 minutes later. He came back with one. Like that's this drug, right? It's like weed way more expensive, but it's that accessible and it's fucking unbelievable. The shit that these people go through. Um, and what, what what's the, I mean, the most surprising thing about it is they really focus on the family that brought it to the public, that it invented it, basically. You know what I mean? And they are the fucking worst fucking humans on the planet. Like, it's just unbelievable how fucking money-hungry this family is. Uh, making a billion dollars within three years, and it's not enough. And once they start getting regulated, they're like, oh my god, we're going to be ruined. They just made a billion dollars. A billion dollars! And they have a fucking family meeting about how fucking devastating um, a new regulation on the bottle is going to be. It's it's fucking infuriating. And I like that. Like, I want to fucking either... When I watch a show, I want to love somebody or I want to truly fucking hate somebody. And PJ, this goes... This is the same deal with fucking reality television. If I don't love somebody or hate somebody, I don't give a fuck about the entire season. And yep. that is this show. You fucking hate these people so much, and then you love fucking the people that are getting dick to it, addicted to it, and you want them to pull out of it. And not everybody does, and it's fucking devastating. This is a fucking rough show, but it needs to be watched by fucking everybody I can fucking that can hear my voice. This is fucked up, man. This was a fucked up situation, and it's unbelievable that this happened in our world. Like dope six well, what, a really important show. What what um, streaming service provides this? I believe it's Hulu. Hulu, okay. Yeah. Um, so it, lot, it's it, important, it's, man. So it's it's the true it's the true story of the people that brought Oxy, but mm-hmm. are the other people involved? Is that? Are they fictional characters, like the stories that are involved outside of them? Bring or is, is all that true? Like how how much truth is in this I, series? I have not done that research, but I can't. I I feel like if they're using the names of the real people that invented it, they can't not use the people that are trying to prevent it. So, um, yeah, half the story is about the people that are bringing it to the public, but the other half are the people that are trying to stop it. And Rosario Dawson is a DAA agent the highest ranking female DEA agent that is trying to fucking convince any fucking buddy that will listen that this needs to stop. Like we need to stop fucking prescribing Oxycontin for a fucking toothache. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is severe pain. You need to fucking regulate this fucking shit. 
And um, so it's her and uh, one of the, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. I don't have it up right now, but I think it's one of the Skarsgård fucking dudes. He, uh, yes, the, yes, yes, it's Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. They, like, they, they have, they're, the entire show, they are building their case. I didn't get to watch the last episode, which kills me because I would have loved to see, you know, have a, a final input on it. But yeah, they're building their case throughout the entire season of to finally bring these guys to court. Uh, on all the fucking, like, the false fucking advertising that they've done saying it's fucking less than 1% people get addicted to it. Like, that was the shit that they ran with this for almost the the, the fucking majority of their uh, entire uh, run of fucking marketing this drug was that it was less than 1% get addicted. Like, it's fucking unbelievable. I know people in my personal life that have been addicted to this. That is it affected. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fucking, it's, it's crazy. This is a crazy fucking story that happened while we were all alive, right under our fucking noses. I'm sure you guys know people too, that this is affected. This is fucked up, man. This is a fucked up situation. And I'm, I'm being honest. Anybody that's listening to me needs to watch this fucking show. It is very, very, very important. I'm on it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it too. I um I mean, of course I know people that have I mean, I've got stories I'm obviously not going to tell on this show, but yeah, yeah 100% law. And not not only that, I mean, recently my father had a surgery and he refused. They wanted to give it to him and he yeah. was like, "Hell no. I want no part of that." But, you know, I have to admit as an asshole 30 something, I actually took it for fun. Oh, I've taken and it. Holy, holy Jesus. <laughs> I, that was the only time I ever took that drug because I walked my fucking ass home. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I mean, talk about being drunk, yeah. but not drinking. Holy God, I was looped like you. I couldn't believe it. Well, that's, and I was like, no, no, you know, none of that stuff. It, it was something. That's the reason I knew to ask for it when I was at work, because I got prescribed it when I uh, another time when I had fucking hurt my back. Right. I know it But when worked. you would ask for it at work, what were, I mean, they hadn't already prescribed something else for you? I'd, I'd like. I had, I probably, uh, I probably, probably had like Percocet did, or something. It, it might even been like Tylenol 3. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not the guy that right, goes into right, the doctor right. and is like, nope, that's not strong enough. Give me something strong. I just like, okay, that's fine. Just give me whatever you got. I got to go to work. Right. And I just do it. But it was just too much that time. But I had been prescribed it before. And it worked, but I've never taken it when I didn't have severe pain. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've never, it's, it wasn't a recreational drug for me. It's never affected. Right, like, like, no, I'm the crackhead here. I no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's <laughs> no, def- I got you. I got you. Yeah. It, totally, totally. I, I've never had that fucking experience where I'm just taking it just to get high. Like, I don't know. Like, so it's just, it's just a weird, it's a different situation is what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's never affected me the way it affected you. But watching this show, I understand what you're saying. Like, I know how it affected you. Believe me. Uh, these yeah, people yeah. are fucking, they're on it for three weeks, and they literally can't live without it after those three weeks. Like, it's their entire fucking life. And, and this I know, is so, off- I know someone who was on it for almost 10 years. I mean, I, it's fucking devastating. This is yeah, a yeah. fucking But they got off thing. it, thankfully. Yeah. And law, I I went through a same this a same experience as you. I blew out my back, and they they gave me they gave me oxy, they gave me Valium, and mm-hmm. I took 
for two days maybe just so I could sleep. Yeah. And then I used to keep that shit in my golf bag in case I ever couldn't, you know, blew my back out on the golf course. Right. And then yeah, all yeah. my buddies would take it on the golf course as a recreational drug. Yeah. <laughs> No joke, man. It's gone now. Thank goodness. But no, I mean it's it's crazy, man. It's oh, crazy. It's fuck, it's unbelievable. Like it's unbelievable, man. It, like there's a scene oh, where my God. she's trying to get off it, and she goes to this fucking you know it's like a fucking like crack house basically, and the guy's like, oh, I don't have any oxy, but here have some heroin. It's cheaper, and uh, you know it, like it's fucking cheaper. Heroin's cheaper. On the street, then OxyContin? Like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, well, that's an, yeah, but, I mean, that's an epidemic in, like, high school age kids. Yeah, they cover I mean, all this shit. New Jer- it's in New Jersey. I mean, I'm sure it's national, but, I mean, I know for a fact, like, North and South Jersey, like, that is the, that's what's happening. The, the it's exact ridiculous. Si- the exact scenario that you just said, was, was it, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember, it was your dad or your, your father-in-law that... Had the surgery and didn't want it. My dad said no. Yeah, that exact scene yeah. is in this show. The exact scene. He didn't want it, and they fucking push it on him. They're like, "Nope, that's not strong enough. Nope, that's not strong enough. You need to have this because they're fucking being. They're all these fucking doctors are being fucking forced to fucking sell this shit or get this shit into everybody that they could possibly can. The the exact thing you're fucking describing to me is a scene in this show. Um you talk about the high schools. That is a big fucking discussion in this show. Um with a uh, fucking Rosario Dawson's character meeting a high school kid. It's where she fucking wakes up and realizes how fucking bad of a problem this is when she fucking talks to a high school kid. Like everything you guys are talking about, they cover in the show. They do a really good job with it, and it's I'm fucked up. Watch this, yeah, I'm totally watching this. But you know, that's I mean, not, we, don't, we don't have to go off on a tangent here, but this is the problem with like the medical field in general. I mean, oh. it is it, it's a business. I mean, I actually recently, so I have cholesterol that's not where it should be, but by no means are my numbers like off the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I recently took. A statin because they said all right. I was like you know what all right I'll just try it you know I've been pushing it all I said no for like three years I'm like all right give it to me I tried it I took it my numbers went down my liver enzymes went through the roof now the amount of drinking that I've done in my life as you guys are well aware of as are many of the listeners of this show I've never had a liver issue so if the fact that my liver enzymes went off the roof I said yo you were we're done with this. Yeah. We're done with this medication. And the doctor goes, yeah, you're right. That's probably not good. <laughs> well, I've got, he goes, well, we've, I've got this other one. It's an injection. I said, you know what? I said, how about I take nothing and I just exercise? I'm like, take, you know, people need to recognize and take a step back and just be like, you know, the doctors are doing this stuff because they've got to get rid of it because it's in their friggin'. Yep. It's a part of their agreement that they've got to do this, you know, sell this stuff or whatever. Get out of here. Get out of my face. And but I, I didn't want to go off base here, but oxy is the is the first and the number one issue in America. It's a it's an epidemic, if yep. not a pandemic. Absolutely. And that's yeah. I can't wait to watch this law, to be honest with you, because it sounds like it's getting the right message across. And 
like the way you're saying it, like people need to watch this. I, we're absolutely going to watch this here. I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's really fucking interesting, man, and and so bingeable. Like I said, it's not like it's not a show that you know you you, you can't wait for every week. I and I feel like binging it is just like a very long documentary, and that's great. Was it dropped as eight episodes or like? Because I know Hulu. What is the one? The show. Um... Alex had just watched Eight Perfect Strangers or whatever. They actually dropped that one a week. So I'm wondering if it was... It wasn't because I remember seeing it whenever I would go to get my uh, shows. Um, It would just be one episode, one episode. I waited till I could see, uh, you know, the complete first season. As soon as I saw that, boom, download. Nice. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, what else we got? All right. I'll uh, keep going here with... Okay, well, well, let's talk about Succession. You brought it up earlier. Uh, what's going on there? Yes. Well, listen. <laughs> I absolutely love this show. Um, <laughs> I do think... What? What are you laughing at? I, I, I feel like uh, Carrie doesn't. Well, okay. So it happened. <laughs> it happened during this last episode where she basically turned to me and said, is this good? I'm, I don't care right now. Too much talking. And I was like, okay, fair enough. I mean, the show is a lot of talky-talky. And I do feel that, you know, the situation that's taking place with the... Uh, are we gone here? Is everyone here? PJ, I'm here. Are you there? No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Oh, PJ1P. Okay, PJ1P. It just sounds so good. I got. I, I was <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, just, you know, the whole situation with the dad and Shiv and Macaulay Calkin's brother and just the back and forth, like talky talky. I understand why my wife was getting a little disinterested, okay, but, but I'm when, hold so on. into it. When did she come in? Like, why is she just asking you now about, is this good? Like, she just popped in now? No, she, no, she's just, was getting extremely disinterested with the latest episode. Okay. All right, so when they're, so before Shiv and Culkin have that, like, back and forth, which I think is one of the best scenes of the entire series. Yeah. She was really, like, losing interest. Mm -hmm. Um but she's not on the show, so who cares? I think the show is friggin' unbelievable. Um, yeah, it- I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, there's just there, the, we're really in the midst of the season right now, right? So I, I just feel like one. I mean, I wish I could binge this season right now because it's just one episode is kind of rolling into the next. I do think that what the hell is the son that branched off's name? Oh. Um- Fucking Cameron Fry, Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. Oh, Kendall. So, Sorry, yeah, yeah. So Kendall's world. Cameron after. Fry. <laughs> well, he's the other what brother. You say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Kendall's kind of fucked at this point. So, but yeah. I, I, you know, I, I was kind of feeling like they could get to it a little quicker, but I can have those moments in these episodes here and there. But then a scene will come up where. The dialogue just kind of blows my mind, and where I think my wife's getting a little disinterested with it, I I feel like I can really follow the business talk, mm-hmm. I, I, just because I don't know. I mean, I I just I'm locked in on this show. I'm locked in on the characters, and so to me, I'm really really big into this show right now. It's kind of my take. 
Yeah, I just, I, I love how there's big moments every episode. Like, you know what I mean? There's shit that would almost, you think would be saved for a finale happens almost every episode. These big confrontations, these big moments, the big, like this last episode, like picking of the next president. Like that's a, you know, like this is huge. Uh, you think it's going to be Connor. That's Cameron Fry is Connor's name. Um, yeah. Just through the editing alone. Like as soon as they start talking about who do you want to pick for the next president, they, the camera switches to Connor and you're like, oh shit. Like they're going to, they're going to fucking get Connor to be president. Like that's going to be huge. You know what I mean? So the whole episode, you're thinking that. And then they start leaning that way. The big shit happens every fucking episode. And, and I don't mean big shit. Like there's no action scenes. There's no, um, there's no fucking murders. There's no, there's nothing like that. When you, when you talk about big things in succession, it's big fucking drama dialogue and they're fucking phenomenal. Um, I, I love everything about this show. Uh, you're right. P- TM, this is, this show literally should be over our heads, but they, they honestly present it in a way where you feel like you can fucking hold your own. Like, you know what's going on. Um, and I think it's the, it's the writing. It's all in the writing because whether they're doing it in a joking manner or, um, just like fucking kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a, a side discussion with somebody about like Tom, like Shiv talks to Tom in the, you know, in the side room to talk about what's really going on. That it's completely clear. I'm completely following the show. That's the thing that worried uh, me from the very beginning, that I would just not understand anything that's happening, but I'm fine. This is a fucking amazing show. It is an amazing acting show. It is an amazing fucking written show. I fucking love everything about this. <sighs> PJ, you're not watching this? Hold on. PJ doesn't watch this? No, I do. I oh. I, I bailed. I went to take a piss. Cause... Yeah, well, I thought that's why you went and pissed. You weren't watching it. This is one of those shows that don't watch as a couple show mm. because it's my wife always has to be in the mood to watch it, right? Because it's just it's not a feel good show, right? Like you love to hate everybody oh, yeah. on this show. We're only two, three episodes in, so to the I'm latest into, into the newest season. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just three or four episodes behind, so trying not to get us spoiled as as i can but it sounds like you guys did a good uh, you're not that far, you're not that far behind i think it's been no, four yeah no no uh That's six right. six was the last one yeah oh really yeah no so apparently, apparently tm and carrier behind as well no 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 i no no i'm trust me i'm up to date yeah yeah no but the, I uh Con- connor being uh actually i shouldn't say it and then pj's back <laughs> but um yeah yeah, I'm not listening. No, you didn't. Spoiled. So, in this last episode. <laughs> Can I say something that's really funny, though? Uh, Law, and I know, PJ, you heard this, too, listening. Um, so, when Pete did his full, like, binge watch to catch up that week, mm-hmm. I was texting with him. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, I got three episodes to be completely caught up. And I'm like, oh, it's fucking amazing. He's like, I love this show, but I can't stand the fucking camera work. Now, I never noticed this. <laughs> and I, I even said to him, <laughs> I even said to him, I'm like, it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Did he nail it? <laughs> yeah, you notice it now? Is that what you're saying? What's that? I'm saying you notice it now? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, I don't. I, do. I still don't. Nope. Doesn't really? bother me at all. Oh, nope. Doesn't bother me in the light. over the place. Nope. 
I mean, how many ensemble cast scenes are there in one room, especially this season? I mean, even on the plane, and then you've got, we're back at the room, we're held up here, this, you know, dad's drooling, and this guy's, the the, the whole episode, I think it was two episodes ago, where the fucking guy's leading the freaking seminar, and they keep walking <laughs> on and off. I mean, I was fucking cracking up that entire episode. I've, been, I've sat through those seminars, and I'm like, this is amazing, because of course it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. But these guys are, they're creating major bullshit. Like, it was unbelievable, you know? Holy oh. God. Oh, what a great show. Yeah. You're right. It's, I have nothing bad to say about this show at all. It's it's my favorite on TV. It's not even close. Yeah. Um, all right. It's, it's HBO at its finest, man. Yeah. All right. I got uh, I didn't get the peanut bottle, so I'm going to go pee. I'm going to play a pee break sounder, boys. Restock. Empty your bladders. Be back in two and a half minutes. Phew. Fucking thing I can play. play. I can play one. Yeah, play play one. one. (laughs) That's not it. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Where the big cut boys keep drinking. Happy holiday. I think it's hit. Oh, here we go. Wait, but wait. Oh, I I have a pee break sound. What? Unbelievable! (laughs) Unbelievable! (laughs) Unbelievable! (laughs) I'll go pee. Then you go pee. Okay, I'll be right back. Pee break. The show's gone on way too long now when it ended with boys. I got a piece so goddamn bad, but PJ won't shut up. Isn't there a bottle near? Cause the toilet I can't reach. My legs are squirming, my bladder's burning. Relief is what I need. I need a pee break. Needed a pee break since the start of the cast. It's gotta be soon and it's gotta be long. Hurry up before I piss in my pants. I need a pee break. I fucking needed a pee break since the start of the show. Can we please take one soon? I've had too many fears. It's an emergency. I got to go. Yes! You played right into my card. But I surprised you with it, and now I have drops to fill the beginning of the song with. <laughs> that is fucking amazing! Yes, TM. <laughs> oh, is it a little interlude music? What is that? This is TM's extended pee break. Pee break. Oh, I like the little interlude. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, that was. <laughs> Our, my original pee break for the sportscast is not long enough, so we tack Sounders from my uh, <laughs> NFL season of Sounders on to the end. It's so like a little eleva- elevator music. I like it. That I've actually been singing that Sounder in my head all week. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're into that time of the year, PJ, where some of those Sounders I dropped had the Christmas themes and stuff, and I'm just like walking around singing them. I'm like, oh, it was a great year. Now you're gonna be you're gonna be singing this one. Yeah. 
so Law, I think when you, when you left, Law, when you left to go pee, I think uh, I played a sounder over yeah. the Christmas intro sounder. It, no, no. I, the, the sound, the pee break sounder I was going to play was a holiday sounder. And as soon as I got up, I think it started because when I came back, I it was playing. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to listen to that part. Yeah, of the show. fucking two yeah. sounders, fucking sounder wars, <laughs> the fucking remake. God damn it! We're, we're PJ amazing. and I are getting banned from the binge cast, so we better <laughs> PJ, we better make the most of it tonight. <laughs> next right. sounder, next sound break, uh, pee break. PJ, we're gonna fill our bourbons, <laughs> I, and I will play the holiday, happy holidays, fucking sounder. Just so oh, I love through. that one. All right. Um, all right, we're still on TV. God, TV's a lot. Um, I, look, I want to get through a couple things. I don't want to talk a lot about Curb because you guys have the commentaries, right? Yes, but this last week, we didn't do a commentary for it. Oh, my God. This is... <laughs> I, you know, I, I would say right now, good luck topping this one for me. Really? This was a winner. What oh, was well, it about this so... one? Sorry? Whoa. What was it about this one? Excuse me. Well, first of all, <laughs> we've I've kind of had a little bit of you know I just just as the the first few episodes of the season I've kind of been like all right, you know, like Curb to me is a show where I kind of got to watch it a few times to really fall in love with certain episodes. So this this most recent one though. My father was over our house, and he had seen it before, Carrie and I, and I was like, oh, how was it? He goes, he goes, it's probably the best one I've seen in a while. So right there, we're like, oh, baby, <laughs> let's see what, you know, let's see what Shooter loves. And I'm telling you, we, the, we were dying, the two of us, just, I don't know. There, there's something about Larry David, and I think this was such a Larry episode, <laughs> And that's what's most important. Like, I need him, you know, being Larry, like pissed off, frustrated Larry. And you get so much of that in this episode. And uh, that, that's, that's you know, that's what I need. So, for you know. This was the, without, uh, was, this was the funeral episode? Am I right in saying that? The, yes. Okay. Look, at the, the, they played a... Snippet of this in the uh, uh, trailer for the entire season, and it was one of my favorite moments because <laughs> the guy's like, "Oh yeah, could you pray for him?" And David's like, or Larry David's like, eh. <laughs> like, like yeah. that. That is that is Larry David to me, like at a, in a hole right there. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I'm not gonna. That's do that. Pete's dad. That's Pete's dad. <laughs> <sighs> Fantastic! All right, curves amazing. Yes, uh, commentaries. The title, of the, the title of the episode. We could, if you listen to the end of uh, Alex and I in the last commentary, we're like, "How do you? How do you? What? Arashima er, 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 say? Like we couldn't figure it out." Oh, and then when you learn amazing. watching the episode what that is. Yeah, that is that was. Oh a great my part of it. god! Oh my god! So much screaming in the best possible freaking way. <laughs> When, the best part of that whole thing was when Vince Vaughn meets him later, talk about the shirt, and he just, he says it to him, and like, they're not even in the Chinese restaurant, he's just like, <laughs> like yeah, it made me fucking laugh out loud. He's it for yeah. his own, like, daily life. 
amazing. Oh, the, the umbrella scene with the guy when he yeah. goes back in and he's like, I left my umbrella here. Oh, you did? It's not your, it's not your umbrella. It's the club's umbrella. It's like, yo, fuck you, man. Like, you just want to lose your mind over that. But I love all that shit. Oh, fuck. Ah, so good. Alright, um, I'm still watching Yellow Jackets. This is pretty good. Uh, about a uh, fucking high school soccer team that's going to nationals. And their plane crashes. And uh, we get flashbacks to when that happened. And then the, you know, the modern day fucking when they're all adults trying to hide what happened after they crashed. Um, I'm only, what is this? What episode? Was this? It was definitely episode, I'm only episode two. So, um, a lot to learn in this show, but I'm very willing to do so. A lot of good shit here. Yellow Jackets. Uh, I believe it's showtime. Alright. Um, alright, did anyone watch Hawkeye? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, Alright. The latest Marvel, um, fucking tie-in television show has, uh, Jeremy Renner um meeting and eventually mentoring probably uh kate bishop uh, a little girl that saw him do some really badass shit during the first basically the first avengers movie when he jumped off the fucking building and shot backwards and killed fucking aliens um i'm a sucker for that kind of shit pj i don't know if you are yeah um like it's when you get like all this major shit is happening in the Avengers, right? And you don't really think about how it affects everybody else. But then you you get to see, like, this little girl on a balcony watching what's going on. And there's a million fucking amazing things happening. But she just happened to watch Hawkeye do this really badass thing. And I love that, you know, a, a story can be built out of that. I'm not, you know, this is not how the character is born in the comics, I'm sure. Um, this is this is an MCU thing, but I love how they handled that with her. Um, immediately after seeing this, her mom um, asks, you know, what do you want or what do you want to do with your life? And she's like, uh, I need you to get me a bow and arrow. And then they skip right ahead to her being a complete and utter badass. And then uh, eventually meeting up with the real Hawkeye and all the shit that they get into. Um, how did you feel about this? Yeah, I I mean when I when I heard they were doing Hawkeye, I guess I didn't really care cuz as they even allude to in the show like he's the side character, right? I mean uh-huh. the guy that's always kind of in the background. Um but in watching it, I mean, I enjoyed it, but what what I'm finding myself and maybe this is more MCU fatigue is saying like okay this is great this is great it's the same thing happened with shang chi like i really enjoyed the kind of origin but now i'm just looking forward to how this is going to interact or Mm -hmm. or, uh you know how it's going to come together with the rest of the mcu you know how is this and and i know we're only two episodes in here but i am i'm already i'm already there i'm already when does this new you know I don't, I, and I don't, I don't know nothing about Kate Bishop or where she ends up or where she is with the comics, but I'm already to that next step because mm-hmm. they don't really care, you know. In watching this, I felt it was a little childish, okay, more so, more so than other, um, you know, MCU properties. 
um, a little, I don't know. I mean, it, it's almost like they, they lumped the first two episodes in together because they knew the first episode was, you know, outside of what you said, um, as far as like the origins of her seeing Hawkeye, mm-hmm. there just wasn't that much there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I guess I've grown to respect Hawkeye a little bit more in this universe. And I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. But the ultimate end game, I think, is how does this fit in with the rest of the MCU? And that's that's really what I'm excited for. And if it you know takes six eight episodes, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, look, at I I actually really like this, and I think you brought up both reasons why I really like it. Um, it's grounded. It's a grounded show. Like so, you've we've had WandaVision, Loki, um, fucking uh, Winter Soldier, and fucking Falcon, um, and this is all. Um, they're not grounded. They're not real life shit. Like there's real fucking major superhero shit going on in all three of these shows. I love how grounded they made Hawkeye in the first two episodes. It's just fucking normal people dealing with fucking idiot fucking street gangs and it makes me laugh and i'm okay with that you know what i mean like i don't need the big bad fucking superpower villain who knows that still might come you know what i mean it's a superhero show i get it but i do enjoy the fact that hawkeye is just a normal fucking dude with a crossbow and he's got to deal with normal fucking dude shit he's trying to fucking be there for his family this is a guy that lost his entire family in the snap so you can kind of feel him trying to be there for them. But then at the same time, he wants to save this chick who ends up finding his outfit or whatever. Anyways, but the second part is, yeah, I'm also waiting to see how, and I I do this with all the shows too. I wait to see how it ties into the MC universe. And what I love about it is I love watching this show with my kids because eventually, and I think Kate Bishop's a really good character. I really fucking liked her in these first two episodes. And that's a character that could, they could have made miserable for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just a fangirl and all this shit. They could have went a million different ways that I would have hated. But I really ended up liking her in the first two episodes. So, as I'm thinking about how this ties into the MCU universe, I'm thinking how my kids are going to react if Kate Bishop shows up in fucking one of these movies. They're going to lose their shit. And that's what I live for right now. I want that. When Shang-Chi shows up in a fucking in an MCU uh, you movie, like uh, whatever it be, the next fucking big collaborative fucking MC movie, they're gonna fucking lose their shit. Like, you know what I mean? And I fucking 100%. love that. I love that this shit's still going on. They can still do all this shit. Um, so I'm happy. There's there's no property here. There's no property in the MCU that I am just completely hating on. And if this is the fucking next step. And I don't hate any characters. And fucking Hawkeye is fucking pretty cool. And everything... Like, there's just a lot of shit that I like about it. I'm I'm just... I'm in. I'm fucking totally in. Like I said, they could have fucked it up with the Kate Bishop character. She's the main fucking thing for this show. She's fucking great. I fucking loved her. Yeah. So that's it. And Haley Haley Stein... 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 <laughs> sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, she's, I mean, she's great. She, yeah. she pulls it off well. And I, I, and I forgot about the, the Jeremy Renner and all his kids and, and that keeps it 
as as grounded as anything, right? Yeah. The fact that he like goes to the Chinese restaurant and they pay for his dinner, like he's right. still just a normal dude yeah. who everybody respects because he right essentially saved the city, right? saved I mean, the city, saved the world. I the <laughs> the fucking musical, PJ. Oh. <laughs> this thing is so horrible, but this is why it's so fucking great. Because this would really happen in in the oh, real man. world. This would exist. <laughs> this cheesy fucking cringe fucking musical of a guy in green paint holding up a boulder saying smash. This is what smash. would really happen in the real world. Well, uh, let me ask you though. When... Lalo showed up. Did you just kind of give a sigh? Like, uh, like I was just disappointed that I'm sitting here with like one of the best villains in TV right now Mm -hmm. is now as part of this show. Well, I I don't know. I, to me, I was just like, eh, like I, I, I want him to be Lalo and now it's, now he's, somebody else <laughs> well, I, I, yo, I could separate I mean look it it's just he's, I, don't I don't know no it didn't affect me that way basically yeah. I don't know <laughs> I get it though I totally get it and the other did you the Armand the third right the the older dude right right yeah you, it took me I don't know 75% away through the first episode who this guy was. Yeah, I, I still don't know. I haven't looked at it. Who is it? It's the essential, the bad guy from Ace Ventura 2. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tommy, Tommy Davidson? No, the, the fucking, the guy that has the room full of fucking dead animals. Right. Lovely, yeah. room, lovely room of death. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my kids are going to shit themselves when I tell them that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That is fucking what amazing. What a lovely room of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm, I'm all in. I fucking, this, this was a lot of fun for me. Way more grounded than any other of these MCU shows. I don't know if they're going to stay that way, but right now it's just a dude with a crossbow, or sorry, a bow and arrow, and he's just fucking like wants to go home. That's all this show is to me, and I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Excellent. Awesome. All right. What else we got? TM, what else you South watching? Uh, well, there's this South Park show. Oh, South Park. Wait, and does the does the Beatles commentary count as TV or mm, let's do movie? that in movies. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so the South Park thing. I mean, look, I watched it law because you sent it to us. Um, I'm I'm really far removed from this show as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like I know what Tegri- Integrity Forums is and stuff. I saw some of those episodes, but by no means am I a religious watcher through all the seasons. Okay, over the last ten years. So you go ahead and talk, and well, then I'll add anything if I want. I mean, I watched it, so yeah. I mean, if you if you're not a huge huge fan of the show, I, I is- was I was back in the day. You know. Okay, so I I had no idea that this was even coming out it just popped up on my fucking feed i was just like oh shit okay they had been doing these uh pandemic fucking specials in the last few years um so i was like okay let's watch this and uh, i had no idea what this is but i didn't know it was a future scenario 
which was really, really interesting to me. Um, the odd part is that they've already kind of done a future episode, and none of the shit in this episode matches up with that. But, look it, they bring time travel into it, so that could fuck up everything and anything. So, it, it doesn't matter anymore. But, I, 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 I kind of enjoyed this uh, uh, Stan and Kyle fucking hating each other type deal. Um, dealing with the death, the real death of Kenny and Cartman coming in kind of, you know, midway through the first, uh, the first half hour or whatever, and just being not what you expected whatsoever. Um, look at, if you, it, it's, it's, a, it's not been on, right? Like all we're getting are these specials right now. Right. We're, right, we, right. we are, I think everybody's a little bit too far removed from the actual show, who knows when they're ever going to come back if this is just their new thing where they do hour-long specials. I believe the second part of this is dropping in December. So this was a first, you know, a first part of a, of a two-parter. Oh, yeah. You could tell by the way it ended. It yeah. was not over. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at I watch South Park. I want to laugh out loud at shit. And I do. Um, the... I have watched this every single season religiously since it came on. So I do appreciate probably a lot more shit than other people don't. And I understand that. Uh, are there other animated shows that are way more risque and fucking blatantly offensive than South Park? Absolutely. But they fucking started it. And I give them respect for that wholeheartedly and always will. Um I was down with the storyline. I liked it. I liked uh, everything about what they did with the characters. They made me laugh. And the whole fucking thing with Tegrity Farms is still fucking hilarious to me. I love that storyline. And uh, as long as they keep it going. Because um, Randy's the fucking greatest character in South Park. And I was so happy. I didn't know if he was dead or not. Like going into this episode, right? Like you're like fucking halfway through you don't know if randy's alive or not and then when he showed up i was fucking thank christ because he is the greatest fucking south park yes. character yeah. of all time so um yeah i'm uh, look at i it doesn't i don't even know if i want to rate this it doesn't even matter what i rate it whenever south park puts something out i'm gonna watch it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i'm never gonna fucking shit on it it's just um, it's just fucking watchable for me. I will fucking get through it. I will fucking enjoy it. It doesn't matter. Honestly, they can't do any wrong with me. So that it is what it is. The, uh, the, when they're at the old folks home, mm -hmm. there were so many characters yeah. that they didn't highlight. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ned was in there. Yep. Yeah. In, in, and I was like losing my mind because I thought they were going to cut to him and he was going to say something with his fucking neck speaker. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Like, I just kept checking my eyes on him. But uh, no, it's great. It, 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 it was fine. I didn't laugh out loud at anything. Um, I, I don't really like the usage of Cartman here, but I did like Stan and Kyle. But the, um, the thing with Cartman is... But when he's banging in Kyle's house. Oh, that's I was funny. Like, yeah, that actually I did laugh out loud too. But there's, you know, you know, there's something else going on. Yeah, there's got the next. The next well, special is going to show what his true intentions are. You know, right, right. They've never but disappointed. Kyle, right, Kyle's that. right. He is fucking with him. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that that it so that will be a huge uh, deliver. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it 
it's a great it's a great world. I've I've always loved being in it, but I've kind of lost touch over the years. Uh, but yeah, pan the pandemic special with Tegrity Farms. Tegrity Farms is fantastic, and you know that's coming back because he saw his little mm-hmm. budding mm-hmm. <laughs> towards the end of the episode. So that's all still going to be there. <laughs> So I think yeah. TM, like my my biggest issue, it, it, it's not even an issue. I think I like the idea of Park South Park more than I enjoy watching South Park. Hmm. I used to have a buddy who used to we'd go out to the bar and he'd tell me all about the latest episode, yeah. similar to like Law would like give a synopsis for an episode and you'd laugh your ass off. And so then I'd sit down and watch the next episode and like wouldn't really laugh out loud. And I can I can get it, I understand it, and just not. I don't know if it's just not my thing or I'm just not the right audience. I don't know. But right. I watched it and I'm okay with it. And I'll I'll watch the next one too when it comes out. Yeah. To me, it's just not – I don't know. Maybe it's just over – maybe it's, I'm just done with it. So listen, when I was in college, I, I went five years, right? So when all my friends graduated and I stayed another year, all my fraternity brothers and friends – that were, you know, technically younger than me, but officially the same year, if you will, <laughs> 2001. <laughs> we used to get together all the time and watch the. I mean, the Chim Pokemon episode will always be the greatest episode to me. Like, I, I still quote it to my with my, like my friends from college and stuff. So that was what season eight, season nine. I mean, there's been how many seasons since then? Like, I just couldn't keep up with this show. Yeah, but it was funny because when you sent the to the group law and you were like, "I watched this and this," and I was like, I texted Jack and I'm like, "Oh, I don't see uh, the South Park episode up," and he goes, "That's because it's a it's a in movies, not episode, not TV." And I'm like, uh, "Oh fuck, how long is it? I'm like, it's not a 20 minute episode." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, I'm trying to fit all this shit in." <laughs> but I got I watched it. I watched. It. I mean, I enjoyed it. You know. It, listen, it was fine. That's all. I, I mean, I'm not going to rate it either. I want to see when I when I when it had a like somewhat of a cliffhanger. I was like, all right, but like what? the Kenny the Kenny stuff bothers me because, like, what is the what is the Hawaiian shirt and like wasn't there a character in previous years that was dressed the exact same way and he had the little like it was the who was the guy that had the Hawaiian shirt and had the little friggin' midget individual with him he was somebody oh that and was... I, I feel like we're so what are they doing there what are they doing with kenny what's the what's the play on his look uh, I don't, i'm not sure if there's a tie in there whatsoever but I, I need to ask you a question you said you didn't laugh out loud at all in the fucking in the old age home the woman says is there anything that you guys would like to do and mr garrison from the back Says, I'd like to put my dick in your mouth. You didn't yeah, laugh yeah, yeah. at that? <laughs> no, of course. Well, of course. <laughs> it's almost like, it's almost too much at that moment. You're like, what? <laughs> fucking Garrison? Like, I'm sick of Garrison. He doesn't fucking surprise me anymore. He's a perv. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're a lot of good. It's, yeah. yeah it I'm going to watch. I'm going to keep watching. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, what else do I got? Well, PJ, you want to talk about the challenge a little bit? Or... Oh, yeah, I do. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to take a nap. 
<laughs> nah, let's make it quick. No, PJ, of course not. No, I want to hear this. No, I want to hear this. Uh, PJ and I, you know, we have a we have a side chat that we kind of discuss every episode. Um, it's uh, it's a little um, chaotic this season, right? Yeah, I. The fact that what's weird is maybe the problem with it this year is they always have these plans for vets to stick together and groups to stick together and always goes haywire, right? Halfway through the season. And it actually like worked for a while and it just became boring and complacent. It did. And And now we're kind of getting, getting where they're, they're eating each other, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah. Like that's that you're hoping that's the meat of the show, but you still got a couple rookies in there. And I hate this one rookie Emmanuel. I fucking hate this dude. Like, I just hate everything about him. I hate everything. He's so fucking bravado, and he's fucking just like, you're scared of me, dude. I just, I hate everything about this guy. Um, But I don't hate him enough. And this is what I talked about earlier. I need to hate, hate people. Bananas was always the greatest villain of reality television for me. Right? Or, and then there was Wes. If Bananas and Wes aren't on a season, it's way less interesting for me. Um, I got CT. Yeah, even, Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna see the women. I was gonna see even the women. Like Ashley's gone for some. Yeah, that was weird. Good reason. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. And 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 whether it's um, Cam or any of these women that you that you love to hate as mm-hmm. well. Everybody right now is just too in the middle. I don't. Maybe that's you know just like you said. You don't love them. You don't hate them. Yeah. I mean, look. I love CT. I, I will always cheer for CT. Um, every fucking season, uh, but I just don't hate anybody. There's no villain, and they're trying to make Kyle a villain. I can tell. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm privy to their fucking editing. But Kyle's just—he's too dumb to be the villain. Like Devin is—I hate the way Devin thinks of himself. That he's this master fucking mind of of the challenge. This guy has never won a fucking thing. I don't even think he's ever been in a final. To be honest with you. Um, and, but they make him out to be bananas and West put together. Like you know what I mean? Like he thinks he's running everything, and he knows every single move that should happen, and every single thing, uh, every vote that should happen, and everyone that should go in. And it's just I like this guy. You know when this guy was the best when he was going against bananas. Yep. He, when he was the fucking when him and bananas were fighting. That's when Devin was fucking fantastic television. Now he's just well, when fucking he annoying. Antagonizer. You know, the, the problem what they've done with this season is they've made these three groups and it's it's become like too segregated. Yeah. Right? So before you had you had you had pairs that then had to come into groups yeah. to vote people out. These groups are, are are arbitrarily made now by these teams. Yeah. And so they stick together. So there's no there's no interaction and no jumping ship. Because they have to compete with each other. Right. And I think they've, they've done a disservice with that. So it, it is what it is. I, you know, other reality TV, I think Survivor kind of sucks this year. Mm-hmm. This kind of sucks. I, I'm just, both of these shows right now and it are, are, I'm still watching, but I, I could leave both of them right now and not. Me too. Like miss yeah, like, yeah, let's just fucking put them both together. Survivor has been abysmal for me this year. There's just two, their woke approach to everything, plus that added to the fucking 
unmanageable amount of fucking advantages and fucking idols that they've thrown at the game is just ridiculous to me. It's There's abysmal. What? I was, I was saying so many outs for people. Oh, right? it's just like, fucking incredible. People that are terrible can, there's 30 different ways they can fuck shit up. And you know, Survivor was always the best at that, about yeah. keeping keeping you on your toes, who's yeah. got an idol, who doesn't, and now it's it's everybody. Yeah, everybody's got something. My brother my brother is a huge Survivor guy, and, you know, Erica is from Niagara Falls, Canada. Like, she's a Canadian oh, really? on the show. Okay. So he is all about this season. And I text him almost all the time. I'm like, this show sucks. <laughs> he's he's so into it. He's he's got a weekly fucking article in the newspaper about this show. And I'm like, this is the worst season of all time. Like I, I don't understand how, why you're still watching it. This is the worst. Um hundred yeah, percent. It's and again, I don't there aren't there aren't villains. There's nobody that you love, there's nobody that you hate, and before you know anything happens they're just i don't know the group i i take them or leave them any of them i'm not rooting for any single person right now right i don't really care well hopefully after next week's uh mail divic or uh fucking elimination on uh the challenge we'll get to the final i mean it's been so long let's let's just get to it i mean fucking tj you're so cryptic with all your fucking, you know, you're cryptic with all your fucking messages. Just get to the final. Um, yeah. That is, you know, it'll at least be a little bit interesting there. And then uh, for Survivor, I mean, holy fuck. I actually did love the the who got it voted out last week because I hated that bitch. But uh, yeah. it needs to fucking, it just needs to pick up. These These seasons are too long. They're too long. 100%. And the challenge, I totally agree with. Now, Law, you brought up a couple weeks ago, you know, this this woke mentality. And did you notice, so the first episode of Survivor, they, like, started showing the cameramen more, yep. right? Showing yep. us this, like, broader view of everything. Yep. And then they just completely stopped. They yep. don't show it at all. Nope. They don't, do, they don't even do, like, probes would, they'd have a weird, like, intro introduction to segments with probes telling you about it. They don't do that anymore. Nope. It's They're like, oh. People don't like this. Yeah, it's Back fucking stupid. I, I'm <laughs> the whole conversation about fucking should I say come come on in guys or come on in. I, I'm fully expecting by the end of the season for him to be just like come on in guys. Like he doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> please, please. Oh, terrible. Fucking yeah, they're brutal. Yeah. TM. Hey, I don't watch these stupid shows, but can I interject here real quick? Yep. Yep. Okay, PJ, you, you said earlier you don't have a lot of time. <laughs> what are you watching these fucking shows? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Uh, this is, to me, this is like super late night, like going to bed. Blacked like, out after sportscast, just throwing yeah. something on. Survivor's like, they're both survivors like 40 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right, commercial hour. Yeah, yes. commercial. Same with the challenge, challenge, although the challenge is an hour and a half, so the challenge is probably like an hour. And it's mindless TV, right? I can get other shit done. Yeah. Like, I can't sit down and fucking do pay bills while watching Succession or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. Okay, fine. Fine. That's all that is. And it's, I, you know, I just I just hear a lot more opportunity to catch up on Sopranos. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. I'm dying law for him to freaking watch the show. <laughs> I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. I know, I know, I know. I have, a, I have a lot of time, so I watched the entire season run of Big Brother Australia. 
last week too <laughs> oh jesus christ i'm so jealous law you have no idea um with caitlin i want to build minivans god damn it with caitlin jenner and amarosa were on australian big brother oh, oh it was oh, unbelievably bad i take it oh my god i take it all back what I just said. <laughs> oh it was brutal it was brutal anyways all right is there anything else we need to talk about not in TV. Holy shit. No, I think that was it. Oh, yeah. I love TV, man. I knew it'd be a big segment. Love it. That's crazy. All right. Um, TM, you want to play some fucking... What did you watch, Sounders? While I piss? Oh, shit. You put me on the spot. <laughs> I can play the Christmas Sounder. You want to play Christmas Sounder? I'll do it. Yeah? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not ready. I got to drag some stuff over here. Happy holiday. It's not working. Happy holiday. <laughs> Where the bench cut boys keep drinking. Happy holiday to you. Happy holiday. It's the bench cast season. And Moreno is gonna go to his kitchen to get a taco. Wash it down with a glass of Tito's. It is fucking time for Benchcast now. It is time for fucking Benchcast now. It's the Benchcast season. And Jim Law's got some Pixar toys for him to play with, but not as two boys. The Benchcast show is eight hours old, boy. Better grab a fucking drink and sit down. Better grab a fucking drink and sit down. Love's got a cold six-pack upon his lap And herbal goodies for M and G So leave a peppermint stick You bob a dick Drink around the Christmas tree It's the binge cast season The holiday season So whoop-dee-doo And dickery darty Alex wants to go to a A Nazi bukkake party He's also been the one who's been super farty But we know Love's taking surprise folks but we know let's take surprise folks. They got the TV roundup and the Google voice. And movie reviews for you and for me. Go on a mushroom trip. Watch Battleship. What the fuck you watch this week? It's the binge cast season. So whoop-dee-doop and dickery-dis. Cup go, what you doing? I'm doing the uh, Dolby Atmos. Sometimes we fill our fucking bottles with piss. It is fucking time for binge cast. Gotta love the binge cast. Greatest fucking show in town. Happy holiday. Fucking Samson's gay. While the binge cast boys keep drinking. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas, you baba. All right. Are we all back? I've been really trying, baby. Trying to walk this here movie for so long. And if you drink like I drink, baby, come on. Oh, come on. Tell me what you want. What the fuck you want? Get along with 
Worth the fuck you want Brando Worth the fuck you want Fuck off! Alright, listen. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> you, you fucking scared me with that. So I was like, oh, right, right. oh, okay. <laughs> we gotta get one. We gotta get a real one in. We gotta get a real one in. <laughs> I, was able to, I was able to come through last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Alright, listen. We got movies to talk about, and then we're gonna get the fuck yeah, out of here, and we're gonna go do the full binge. We still have the full binge, boys. Hope you're uh, ready for that. I'm ready. I got another bourbon. Oh, look at you. I'm P- healthy. PJ, did you make a did you make another drink yet? No, I'm I'm Come exclusively on. a bit what? <laughs> exclusively on beer mm-hmm. until the full binge. During the full binge. Oh, okay. there we go. Right. Then I'll be then I'll be out of beer and it'll come to free pouring. All right. Uh, did you guys watch The Humans? No. Uh, I did. Thanks a lot, Law. <laughs> so, so now, now we get, now we understand that text. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know which one it was that put him over the edge, yeah. but now I know. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I put. It was such a mystery. Hold it on. Really was. When when I texted the humans, I also texted Black Friday. So you. And eight bit. And eight bit. So yeah, yeah. Is this the only one you watched? PJ. No, I also watched Eight Bit. Okay, all right, all right. And I, I looked, and I, I, for whatever source I was looking, I don't think Black Friday was there or oh, whatever. Okay. And it was late night. I was by myself. I'm like, all right, let me just put this on. And let me tell you, the synopsis of this movie yes. is very different than what we fucking got. Okay. Okay. Real quick, PJ. Before you continue, because I don't have anything to say about this film, but did you watch the trailer or no? I did not. Okay, because I watched all three trailers <laughs> that Law sent, uh-huh. and I settled on one. <laughs> so anyway, I'll cut out now, and I can't wait to hear this because <laughs> I was a big fat no on this one. <laughs> okay. Please, what's this about, PJ? I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, we'll read the synopsis. What's the synopsis? Oh, oh I don't know. I got to pull it up. Oh, shit. Um, I, got I have it. I have it. I have it. Um, if you have Set inside a pre-war duplex in downtown Manhattan, The Humans follows the course of an evening in which the Blake family gathers to celebrate Thanksgiving. Very timely, by the way, boys. Um, as darkness falls outside, the crumbling building mysterious things start to go bump in the night and family tensions reach a boiling point. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that four words of that synopsis are true. I mean... All right. It's a Broadway play. It is. So, <laughs> that is... Uh, and we're jumping way ahead. So as we're getting into this movie, or as I'm getting into this movie, I'm watching this and I'm like, there's no fucking soundtrack to this movie. This is weird. And like, this reminds me of something. I'm like, there's something, but I'm not hating on it yet. You know, I liked the people that were involved in the movie. Mm -hmm. Give it a chance, synopsis. And then the movie just continues. 
and continues. And then it ends. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? I mean, let me ask you this, Law. What brought you to watch this movie? Because you you texted us, these are the movies I watched. I don't think if, if I was looking through this slew of movies that and this just came this hit theaters right it was theaters it was a, a dual um release mm-hmm. hit theater week was it just because it was there or was there something more um when it comes to movies like this it's always about cast um before anything else before director before you know anything else that attaches itself to this movie i will look at who is in it um, so I clicked on this movie. I saw Richard Jenkins, Stephen Yen, and Amy Schumer. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm good with that. I got nothing else to do tonight. Listen, my standards are way lower than anybody you know when it comes to watching movies, right? That was it. Those three actors right there made me decide that I have enough time and my shift to watch this movie. And that was it. I love Richard Jenkins. I think he's fucking fantastic. Steven Yeun is fucking... I think he's really up and coming. A fantastic actor. And I do not hate Amy Schumer. Okay, let's watch The Humans. Now, I will say this. When I texted you guys, I had not watched it yet. I knew I was going to watch it because I had just started my shift. So I was like, look it. I'm watching this and this. So, just... I don't, and if you go back and read my text... I said, it doesn't matter if we don't all watch the same shit. So I don't care if you watch it or not, basically. Um, so, my bad. <laughs> like, PJ, like, I, I, I'm loving every moment of this conversation right now. I, all right, I'll go back on mute now. <laughs> I, can, I can completely and totally understand how someone hates this movie. I don't, I don't necessarily hate it. I, I, there's a lot of fucking weird, weird fucking camera decisions and um audible moments in this film that really put me on edge and uh never really let me feel at ease while watching it because i always thought something was going to happen but pj i know what you're gonna say it does not pay off i and i totally agree with you it doesn't pay off into any way shape or form the way i was hoping it would well and and you know and i can Listen, I can sit through a dialogue-driven movie, like mm-hmm. all of it. Like I, I was okay with this movie. I'm watching it, and you know we're, I don't know, thirty, forty minutes in, and then, and then I just start thinking, I'm like, where, where are we going right. with this? And then you start reading the synopsis, and and law, you you said it in there. It said something about like, and then a dramatic, uh, you know, whatever, like this, this, um, whatever the words were, you know, like. Uh, what they, whatever drama they all had seemed like it was like standard in my house for Thanksgiving. Like there wasn't this like huge thing until right at the end, there's this big bombshell and you're like, uh, okay. Right. And, and then, and then it kind of just ends. It's like, it, it's a boil over. It just fizzles. And I don't know. There, there's, there's a creepiness to this film, which I started to appreciate early on. And it had a lot to do with Richard Jenkins' character and his obsession with kind of 
what was going on outside. You know, right? His obsession with the the the, the house and how or the, yeah. the apartment, yeah, I should say, and how it was built, and, right? And but his uh, questioning of daughter, right? Specifically for me, it was about what he was seeing outside. He saw people walking through the courtyard, and that didn't make sense to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he thought it was snowing; it was just an ashtray. Um, he was, you know, the fact that they made him go to the window and lean against it to get a phone fucking signal. Um, I thought. I like I I could have fucking guaranteed you it had something to do with going outside of this fucking horrendous apartment. Is this the worst apartment you've ever seen in your life? By the way, it's fucking that they, they flushed the toilet and there's like toilet water coming down the walls. Oh, this is the worst fucking house I've ever seen. I can't even. He couldn't. <laughs> They do a good job in fucking portraying this because when he tries to get his mom into the house, it takes like 14 different moves. Door, different doors need to be opened and fucking people can't be standing certain places. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's really uncomfortable. This is an uncomfortable film. But at the end, you want something like this to pay off with something. You want the reason why Richard Jenkins is obsessed with outside to pay off it doesn't it le- it's this is the it's this is one of those movies that let's leave it up to the interpretation of the watcher and what that means and what he did see in that fucking boiler room or where the fuck he was in this just that didn't pay off for me and i was really fucking disappointed by the end of it and then yeah and and the light bulbs and the lights yeah. going out yeah. and i i'm totally with you and and i came in here Totally willing to say, maybe I'm too dumb. I'm sorry. Maybe I don't get it. Yeah. But that's just not me. That's not my movie. And this was, in, in PDMC context, my phone literally came out of my pocket within 15 <laughs> <laughs> There are certain well, movies like this that I will be like, as soon as it ends, I will be like Googling, like, what does the end of the humans mean? This wasn't that movie. It doesn't make me care enough by the end i just it ended and i was like what's next i just didn't give a fuck i was like well hope those guys don't watch this <laughs> but you did <laughs> you're absolutely right it's not it's not in the the frame of well i don't like not in the frame of i don't get what just happened right i don't understand what was what i'm supposed to feel like Right. And and after so after it was all said and done, TM and you obviously knew. I read that it was a kind of a Tony Award winning Broadway play, mm-hmm. and that, that fits. I guess I understand it. Yeah, I can this, see that now too. Story right mm-hmm. fits on stage. Yeah, that's what it's exactly for. As a movie, it just doesn't work. So, yeah. Yeah, I can totally see this as a play, right? Like a wide open fucking set piece like that with them going up and down the yep. stairs and oh yeah, absolutely. So, All right. That's it. I mean, maybe somebody somebody explain to me what I'm supposed to feel. And nah, fuck who cares. <laughs> 4 on 10. 4 on 10. Holy shit. 3 on 10. I don't know. What the Zero. fuck? No, no, I'm go I'll go a 5 on 10. I'll go 5 on I'll 10. give it a 4 off the trailer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I actually, I, I, you got to be in the mood for something like that. I probably could have watched it if I had more time. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so that tells me 
that neither of you watched Black Friday. Is that right? Correct. All right. Is this this was another TM? I watched the trailer and I'm out. Yeah, I mean, I saw from dusk till dawn, Christmas style, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, before the from dusk till dawn kicked in. I was like almost on board because I thought this cast looked kind of funny. I was like, ooh, I could do this. Oh, damn it. Well, again. It's just because it's not for me. That's all. It's not my kind of thing. But that's what it came down to. The exact same way I just explained why I watched The Humans. Uh, yeah. Devin Sawa, fucking Michael J. White, and Bruce Campbell show up in a yeah, fucking Yeah, Bruce Campbell. I, so when I saw that name, I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. look at I'm. If you've listened to this show before, you know I'm I'm just I'm I'm the Bruce Campbell guy. Like I, the yeah. Evil Dead is my shit. I'm gonna watch this. This is fucking. This is a fucking alien. I, I you know I read the synopsis. I didn't watch a trailer. I never watch a trailer before I watch a movie, almost ever. But I read the synopsis. You know, aliens fucking land. It's Black Friday at a toy store. Let's see fucking. Let's they gotta fight fucking aliens. All right, I'm in. Let's do it. Um, so Chad D, uh, earlier, he fucking reviewed this on his voicemail. He said he had a good time with it. And I did not have a bad time with it. I just wish a lot more shit would have happened. It is a really slow movie. Um, yes. Really? It, it takes place in a toy, a giant toy store, like a Toys R Us. And all these employees, and we have to get to know all of them and how they are uh, not happy with their job. Bruce Campbell is the boss, you know, and he just wants to make corporate happy, and everyone hates him because of that, and nobody fucking is happy with anybody else. Um, and then, um, you know, Devin Sawa plays, a, he's the best character of the movie by far. He is just like the really cool fucking employee. He's banging a fucking uh, younger chick employee. And uh, Michael J. White is just fucking his buddy. And he kicks ass. And then, anyways, this fucking meteor lands inside the store. It's no explanation as what the meteor is. No explanation of what it sprouts from the meteor. No explanation as to what the meteor does to humans. No explanation to what the humans are doing after they get infected by the meteor and no explanation as to what the big bad is at the end that hurts it all you know going like to the end of the movie you're just kind of like this makes no sense like nobody cares what's happening um it's just a bunch of people with witty dialogue to one another trying to beat up these zombie-like characters and there's to be honest with you, if that's the way you want to go, I need more of it. Pile it on so that's all this movie is. But they don't do it. There's so much fucking dialogue and character structure here that it makes it a little bit boring for me. I'm a, I am was at work, and P, PJ, I had my phone out at work while this was on. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I started checking fantasy basketball stats. Um, so, if this can't hold my attention that much, I, I, I just... I just I, I can't give it a fucking recommendation. I mean, it's okay. It's just not what I wanted it to be. This is a I, again. This is a five on ten. Oof. All right. So you did watch Eight Bit Christmas? Hell yes. I, yes. Both of you did. Oh, this is exciting. Oh yeah. All right. Now, PJ, you were mad overall 
about what I recommended <laughs> you to. So I want to see your thoughts on this movie first. Oh, no, I wasn't. Uh, I think when I texted you guys before, I, I think it was before I even watched this. Oh. Um, oh, so it was just the humans? No. <laughs> yeah, just the humans. Um, but no, I mean, I watched, so I did watch the trailer for this, or actually, I, I think I showed my son the trailer. Actually, I did too. Yeah, so that doesn't hold. Yeah. For me. I kind of said, hey, it's, you know, Friday of Thanksgiving. Let's sit down. You know, it's PG, good movie, family movie, whatever. And I really liked the trailer. All of us grew up in this time, you know, some, you know, law, you were a little older than I was and, Mm -hmm. you know, but we all lived through this craze and, um, I don't know. I mean, like going into it, I was excited and, you know, for this story about the Nintendo entertainment system getting dropped on everybody. You know, I mean, and there was you know, Atari and Intellivision and all this, but right. this was the first big drop of these, the 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 entertainment, the the video game system that everybody wanted. Um, so I was excited to see where they went with it. We've had other Nintendo movies, you know, The Wizard and a few things like that, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I I went into it with high hopes, um, and and. In watching the first portions of the movie, I didn't hate the kids completely. The main kid, I think Neil Patrick, or not Neil Patrick Harris, well, I guess it would be Neil Patrick young Harris. Neil, Harris. Young Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Young Neil Patrick Harris. Um, I didn't hate. And I, I don't know. I mean, it. I had a hard time once, once getting through the entire thing. I kind of sat there thinking, like, is this as good of as these other coming to age type movies and portions of it seemed a little bit forget forgettable uh-huh. where other parts were, you know, kind of hit the mark. So I don't know where, where did you guys stand TM you, I mean, you, you kind of gave a fuck. Yeah. When we said we watched it. So really you enjoyed this maybe more than I did. Well, when it came down to this or twas the night before Christmas, when it, came down to our Friday night here at the uh, home. I started Twas the Night. Twas the Fight. Uh, Is that what you're talking about? Twas the Fight. Right, Twas the Fight. Yep. Uh, My wife entered the room. We kind of got into it. And I was like, hey, you know, we talked about watching 8-Bit Christmas instead. As I went to HBO Max and saw it was rated PG, I said to Carrie, I go, I don't know. I go, maybe we don't want to watch that. And she goes, no, I want to stay. She was like, well, I want to stay with Twas the Fight. Because she was kind of getting into mm-hmm. it, so we stuck with that. So I threw "Twas the Fight" on this morning. I'm sorry, I threw on "Eight Bit" this morning with my two year old, who fights me on anything that <laughs> isn't Pixar. But he kind of started paying attention to this, so I was able to watch the majority of it with him, and then finished it on my own. Nice. But um, yeah, I like this. I mean, I love NPH. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the film isn't really you know all about him, but I thought the kids were good. I, you know, the overall story leaves something to be desired. But I think the the ending of this movie is what I really liked. And Steve Zahn is incredible in this film. The retainer scene in the mall just unbelievable, and <laughs> I I like I just like the overall 
conclusion to this film because that was kind of the one thing that kept me interested the whole time it was is he gonna get gifted this nintendo yeah you know um so the way it all plays out the tree fort and all that uh i I really like that you know movies that it's kind of like a movie we've all seen before right i mean so how is this going to be different than a Christmas story yeah. or, or or all the all the standards that have existed? And I think it's really hard to release a Christmas movie at this point. You know, I mean, we're all like in the same age bracket, you know, now we're all in our 40s, right, PJ? So <laughs> that be- <laughs> but that being said, I mean, we've seen all the classics, right? We we know the Christmas catalog. And uh I think it's really hard to introduce a Christmas film to us that could maybe leave its mark. I think the last one that probably was successful was Elf. So from that point of view, this is good. You know, I mean, if I had kids more, your, your guy's age, I mean, I, you know, I mean, what did your boys think? Because I mean, I liked it and my two year old paid enough attention to it. Mm hmm. Um, and I, and I, and the end of the film really rounded it out for me where it would, you know, I would give it the rating I'm going to give it because I, I think, I think the, the finish of it and the relationship between the dad and the son was, was good, was good for me. Like I, 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 I was satisfied, you know, and before, before you go lie, I, I just want to say, so as, as far as my son was concerned and in going into or while watching this. There is a ton that's way over their head, right? I mean, there's a yeah. ton of stuff that just the, the the 80s stuff that they just don't understand. So parts of it, I wondered if it was just being done for nostalgia's, you know, sake versus like putting together a good storyline, which I understand they need to do. I mean, the same thing, Stranger Things and all these movies that come out, but my son really loved it. <clears throat> My wife, like you said, did like the the ending and kind of the the wrap up of it all, and the the way that it um, kind of came to to the conclusion was was nice. I just I think I I was I don't know I, I don't want to say expecting more. I just it just it, it wasn't fully there, and it's fine. It was just a fine Christmas. Yeah, well, that's why I think when I saw that PG, I was like, oh, all right, this is a kids movie. Let's not, you know, I kept telling Carrie, yeah, it's like Stranger Things, like Stranger Things. But then when I saw the PG, I'm like, nope, this isn't going to be Stranger Things. Like, she's not going to like it. I, well, let's stick to the other one. <laughs> yeah. After watching it, though, do you think Carrie would like it? Um, I think she would think it's cute, but I don't think I made the wrong decision. Yeah. You know, like I, I did the right thing by catching this on my own in the early afternoon when she was doing something else. Yeah. And... When we get to the next one, it was it was a better watch for us as a couple for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so that worked out. So my uh, my kid, the internet went out when my kids were watching this. They didn't get to finish it, which kind of devastated me because when I watched it at work, I immediately you know texted Jess. I was like, "You guys should watch this tonight. Make sure you do." Um, and they never ended up getting to finish it. We will eventually, but uh, I hope they do because I think I think they will really like it, right? They're, they're video game kids, um, just to get the story of how important a video console was uh, back in the day. I think they'll appreciate that. 
TM, you bring up a fucking amazing point about Christmas movies here. It's impossible to make one that is even watchable nowadays. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, like, I mean, and you rarely ever get one. Um, I mean, we watched, uh, I, I mean, we watched the fat man or what fat man or whatever that, that was a story mel gibson played santa claus and it was like this r-rated fucking kind of action comedy thing that's not the same thing i'm talking about a christmas movie like a, a literal family christmas movie they're right, not gonna exactly. affect us yeah they're not gonna affect us the same way they did when we were kids elf is in a fucking category all its own it really it literally is it's yeah. um kids love it we love it like it did everything right for some reason and i don't understand it it's a fucking enigma but if everything now is like hallmark movies and nobody ever watches them that i know like nobody cares about these movies it's hard to make a fucking true to heart christmas feeling film i i watched this trailer too pj i showed it to my kids and I was like, this looks like a lot of fun. You know, they laughed at a lot of the parts. Um, the fucking one kid punched his grandma in the throat. I mean, they were crying about that shit. You know what I mean? Like, that, that was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Um, this fucking surprised me on how it fit that role. Like, I, I didn't expect a movie to come out of nowhere. Literally nowhere. Um, until I saw this trailer what fucking it came out like two weeks ago um i was just i was excited about the trailer and uh after watching the movie i was like they, they kind of fucking they nailed a lot of shit here yeah it is a christmas story you know what i mean it, it's the exact same fucking storyline of a guy telling his story about what happened but this is in the 1980s it's chicago it's about nintendo it's way more relatable to us and I, I had a fucking good time with this. I just thought it was fucking a lot of fucking fun. None of the kids bothered the shit out of me. And if they were supposed to bother the shit out of me, you know, they did. They're way fucking overwritten as fucking bullies or rich assholes or stupid motherfuckers. And I appreciate that because that's what they're supposed to be. Um, so, so the kid, the kid with the Nintendo that had the Nintendo first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. He was unbelievable. His, oh. his karate kick through the air. <laughs> That's amazing, though. I love that Un- scene. <laughs> Unbelievable. But that, I loved that about this movie, that they did that yes. ridiculous shit. At, you know what I mean? Like, let's just have and him the do Josh, a- How about Josh Jagorski, the fucking, the, the 24-year-old <laughs> in third grade or whatever he was. I mean, and they give you that right off the bat playing King of the Mountain, yeah. which was Unfucking yeah! So all of that worked for me. It did. Well. It, it worked for me it. too. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I had a lot of but, fun with it. Here's my question though, right? So we're all watching it, right? And they bring out the power glove, right? Mm. And they do this the- whole scene where we all know that the power glove is absolute shit, right? Absolutely. Like, so my ten year old son's watching it. He doesn't know one thing or the other. So that's I'm. And maybe if I just watched this by myself, it would have been a different story. Like, I, I'm sitting there constantly thinking, like, is my son, does he understand what's happening? Like, am I enjoying this more than he is yeah. because I know what's happening here? And 
but there were a lot of really good things. Like there, there's nothing wrong with this movie whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and I do appreciate TM. Like you said, it's, it is a new version of a Christmas movie. Now in three weeks, when I sit down with my family, I'm like, Hey, let's watch a Christmas movie. Will anybody be like, Hey, let's watch eight bit Christmas. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe I would, would, but PJ, I would put it on. Okay. So say we're at my mom's and it's Christmas Eve and it's early. I would, I would suggest to throw it on with like my brother who's three years younger than me. And like the, my brothers who I grew up with and played Nintendo with, if they haven't seen it yet, I'd be like, okay, let's just put it on. Sure. I mean, I think it could hold up in that setting for sure. And I don't have a kid that's, you know, the the age of your boys. So I, I, I could totally understand what you were going through watching it. But for think, me, it was just, it was just great. I think it this really is, was. I think this is the more important thing, PJ. In 10 years from now, does your kid say, hey, let's throw on 8-Bit Christmas? Right? That's the yeah, more important no. thing for this movie. It's not for us. We have our fucking standards. Like I said, Elf's an enigma. It came out of nowhere. Everyone loves it. But think back from that. What? What's next? Christmas Vacation? Right. We don't have a lot of room for these movies. Do my kids, do your kids, do TM's kid... Do they want to watch 8-Bit Christmas in 10 years from now? Is this their shit? you got to judge this in that way. And I think it is that movie for my kids. This means more to them than A Christmas Story does. I can guarantee you that. It relates to so much more shit in their life than A Christmas Story does. And that's what makes this i think a little bit more important than than me you like all of us really fucking understand yeah. that's the important thing of this movie well hold on the oh sorry. Well, i was just gonna say my so we finished my 10 year old son was like favorite christmas movie ever boom i mean like they all right oh nice nice and 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 the whole scene with the bus in downtown chicago the girl throwing up all over the, the <laughs> yeah, shepherd. Oh, that was amazing. I'm fucking rolling on the floor watching it. Like, yeah. and, and but to your point, I mean, my son still rides a bus. Like, he understands that. Yeah. He understands bus mentality. So you're probably right, Law. I mean, maybe it didn't, it, it hit a lot of notes with me. Mm-hmm. And maybe me trying to make sure that it hit the notes with him, I probably mm-hmm. overstunk it, and he understands it. I mean, he yeah. fucking plays video. He understands mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Right? I, th- well, I think really, this could be I'm that happy movie. as hell to hear that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Only reason because because law your question to PJ, I was a little worried that the answer was going to be no because as much as it you know this movie came out in 2021, my concern is that it's still kind of hitting home with our generation because it's the 80s and Nintendo. Yeah. So to hear that PJ's son, I'm sure TJ liked it too, right? Or well, like I said, they didn't get to finish it. But that's the thing. Oh, then again, right, right, right. Yeah, right. but okay. that's the thing. It, it it is it is focusing on our generation because we were kids during the time of this. But at the same time, TJ, you know, they know they know the heartache of trying to get a Nintendo Switch. Like that shit's right. fucking. You know, for a couple years, it was impossible to get. Like Nintendo's notorious for this shit, right? 
Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you couldn't get a Nintendo yeah. Switch fucking in any store anywhere for fucking, like, three years. It was ridiculous. Right. Um, they, they understand that. And they understand wanting to get the new console. We don't have the new Xbox. You know why? Because I can't fucking find it anywhere. And it's fucking a million dollars in my eyes. I don't know how much it is, but it's a million dollars in my eyes. They get that. And they're going to get it more when they get older. But they understand right now, you're not going to have the new Xbox. They watch 8-Bit Christmas, you're not going to have the new Nintendo. They can relate to this shit. Yeah, and the and the daughter wanting the phone is is very oh my kind. god, my daughter is fucking dying for her phone. I mean, that was one of the main reasons I wanted him to watch this, just to show her, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you ain't getting it. <laughs> but the and then all of this, we're we're hitting all the right points here, and the best message at the end is is the tree fort because it's just like I, I got a two year old kid, yeah, and I'm like. God, I hope he wants a treehouse and you know, like not a fucking phone when he's six. Yeah, you know? like just because he still, he's, you know, we still want these kids to have the same childhood that we had when none of this bullshit existed. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's then, good. It's a good. It's a really feel good film. It really is for sure. Except so the the ending comes like the very end, right? Kind of the the prologue or the epilogue, like and. I, I won't spoil or whatever, but my wife's like, well, why the fuck do they have to do that? And she's like bawling, crying. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they got me at the end, too. I was like, God damn it. I didn't give a shit about this film until right now. Well, listen, we're three dads, okay? I didn't expect the ending to be about us either. And I was kind of like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. this is fucking, this was out of nowhere. All right, I'll fucking go with it. The dad, the, the dad character—he's an idiot the entire film. Season is incredible at how stupid he is the entire fucking movie. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I fucking loved it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Me, man, just fucking—he he gets the fucking sander for Christmas. He's just sanding the wall. <laughs> it's like ten thirty on Christmas morning, and he's fucking doing it. it for me. That's fucking amazing. She's really like, was. "Do you have to? Do you have to do that now?" She, he's like, "You bought it for yeah. me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, the, and, the, and it was kind of like a call to Christmas story when the uncle's gift kind of pops out. And yes. you're like, "Oh shit, Red Rider!" Yep. And it's the, the fucking Japanese. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. I don't, I don't want to. It's, it's yeah, fucking yeah. great. Yeah, man, this this was fucking fun talking through this with you guys. I fuck, I think I like it even more. I'll be honest with you. I think you guys. I think you changed my mind a little bit. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I like <laughs> like you guys always do on this show. You talk through it a little bit, and you know, yeah, maybe, maybe we will turn it back on in two weeks or three weeks time when Christmas is upon us. Yep, it's fucking great. And, and how then... about the purple boots too? <laughs> That's the great <laughs> plot. I love that plot line. Comes- it comes up at the end, and she's the grandmother, and she's like, "They were nine ninety nine. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it's good shit. Um, yeah, it's a good, good one. It's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a strong seven right now. I mean, this could be if this finds its rotation in my household, I am all for it. I'm all for it. This is a seven right now, but it could fucking eventually work its way up to. 
you know, Christmas vacation, Christmas story, elf type rotation numbers. I'm down with that too. Strong seven. Yeah, that's that's the the big barometer, right? It does it become a rotational movie? So right. yeah, for me, I mean, it's a just a soft seven right now. Let's see where we where we land, and and Law, I'll be excited or or curious to see how each of your kids feel about it. You know, yeah, I want to watch it with them. I'm gonna do a rewatch, start right from the beginning with them, and see what happens. Awesome. Yeah, definitely a strong seven. Nice. Um, a lot of good good Christmas vibes. Um, and again, like my two-year-old was, was paying attention and into a lot of it. So yeah, that's amazing. That's good, like what? Uh, yeah, and I, I'm i going to recommend it to my, my next uh, youngest brother, who's 39. And I think he'll absolutely love it, too, because me and him are the ones growing up together with the Nintendo and stuff. So I, th- I think it hits all the right notes for Christmas and stuff. And uh it, it did a great job. It really did. Nice. Fucking nice. All right. Do we just have the one movie left? Am I right in that? Or does anybody have any? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did watch one other. Did you watch anything else, PJ? The only thing that we watched or what um, were movie like the Beatles is the only other thing that I watched. Oh, yeah. I, I watched about 25 minutes of that first episode. So that's all you got through. So, and I don't want to talk about it much because I'm a I'm not a huge fan of the Beatles. I oh. can respect what they've done, right? As a as a group, but this is something that if you are a fan, I feel like you need to watch. It's unlike any other documentary I've ever seen in terms of the rawness of wow. this. Nice. And TM, you've only gotten about 25 minutes into it, so I don't even I won't even spoil it, but as they move into this, and, and maybe I should explain it a little bit. Hold on. What I, how far are you into it, PJ? I watched the first episode, that's it. So oh, okay. All right. There are three episodes they dropped Thanksgiving. I don't know why they didn't drop it the night before, but Thanksgiving, the day after, and then tonight as we're recording this. It's three right, right, two yeah. to two and a half hour yeah. uh, episodes. Um, Law, did you watch any of this? I so it popped up my last day going into work, but the files were humongous. But you telling me that they're two to two and a half hours makes sense to me now. I'm waiting for a little bit smaller file, but I I, I definitely want to watch this. Yeah. So essentially, what it is is them um, sitting down, so recording or or preparing to record their last album their live album let it be and essentially them sitting down on new year's day or actually it's january 2nd right and workshopping if that's this isn't the right word but i maybe tm you're better to, to talk about this but just sitting down and deciding how what they're gonna write Songs they're going to bring up, songs that they've written in the past that they're going to rework, new material, and really, they just recorded everything. It's like 150 hours that they recorded through this like three-week session before they were to do this live show on January 20th or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I think once you get through like the seven hours, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you'll have a better understanding of these four guys you know yeah it's very it's it's very i'm very excited 
to yeah, watch it. So but, I. I, but I will say, PJ, you watched two hours, right, plus already. I've watched 25 minutes. I'll tell you right now what really irks me, and it's a huge turnoff to me. I just cannot stand, stand Yoko Ono. And she is sitting next to John Lennon in every fucking moment. And these guys are like, I mean, I've been in bands, right? Mm-hmm. You sit down with your guys, you write songs, you work through crap, you run rehearsals, all that stuff. And there she is, oh. two feet from him the entire time. And well, she's got a notepad out, oh. and she's or she's having a snack. Oh. I mean, you're have you're we're trying to watch some of the most intimate moments in Beatles history, <laughs> and there's fucking Yoko Ono eating a fucking chocolate bar or something. And you just want to. <laughs> I mean, no, no, but I mean, it's, it's like I've watched 25 minutes and I already want to kill myself. <laughs> so as as vintage and as like, oh, this is going to be this is a great watch, bro. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Yeah, you know what? There's also something I can't fucking get past at the same time. So I had a very easy moment to just say, you know what? I'll get to this another time. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, so, but I mean, law, well, it is... Such raw footage, man. I mean, it, oh, I like PJ wait. said, the cameras are just rolling. And they're put into this studio. It's not a studio. It's an uh, empty it's warehouse. Sound, like a sound no, like it's, a, a movie. It's a movie. Um, yes, exactly. Right. It's a movie. It's a movie warehouse. Right. So there's and, and the first. Yeah, the footage I got to see is Paul McCartney basically saying, OK, the acoustics suck in here. We, <laughs> we can't record in here. It's awful. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can move you here, we can move you there, we can move you here. And he's like, well, maybe we will stay here, because that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... it's a lot of... It might be the... Of, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I'm just going to keep harping on like how amazing it is to actually see these four guys just yeah, I, sitting that's... sitting in a room and you know writing. Because the whole premise is they've got two weeks to record 14 songs that they have not written yet and then perform them live on the... So basically that famous show they did up on the rooftop. Right. That you see... So that's what this... It's the two weeks leading up to that. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And so. and, and, and it's Disney Plus, if that makes you feel any better. I mean, I love everything Disney Plus. Although does, there, was, yeah. there was an interesting thing is that Disney Plus, because there is their sway, it's very, they don't blurt anything out. You know, it's oh, very interesting. Square words. It's, it's what I found amazing. All right. So this is from a, from a guy who I know little about the Beatles other than what, you know, public media like knows. Like I've never gone and researched it, but mm-hmm. you very much see what everybody knows of the Beatles. You know that kind of Paul is kind of the leader, right? Where John is like the talent, right? It's very it's very apparent. Yeah. George is very kind of unappreciated, we'll say. <laughs> or and then Ringo is I mean, he's the drummer. He's right? happy I mean, to be there. And uh and and it's it's very cool. Now, sitting through, and I did this in like three sessions, it does get a little daunting. Yeah. Because there are no, there's no talking heads. Right. right. The, the little it's just footage, right? It's just footage the whole time? 
it's footage and obviously it's cut so and edited in a way hold on that, that w- would a narrator help this i think so what happens is you get in like to like 20 minute segments where these guys these guys where they're sitting around and they're like arguing about something or or talking about right and i think there would be I think if they if they narrowed it down a little bit and then had somebody if they had Paul McCartney there maybe talking about what was going on oh. and like what the mindset of them was fuck yeah that would be incredible yeah mm. but you don't really you get you're only getting it from these you're you're getting it from like a bird's eye view you're just watching them yeah work shit out now when they get into and TM you haven't even seen it they start you start hearing them in like the first iterations of some of these like infamous songs, like where they start like just like jamming on on a beat, and then they work this shit out. It's amazing. It, yeah, bumps, man. Yeah, there, it's in the first ten minutes of the first episode. They're rolling through. I've got a feeling, which is like one of my favorite Beatles songs. And I'm just like, <laughs> look at these idiots just goofing over this. And I'm like, <laughs> like it's it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm a fife. I'm a I'm I'm a big Beatles fife. It's a big thing with my family. Um, I grew up on it, so I knew as soon as I clicked it on, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch all seven hours of this at some point. But again, like I said, the Yoko aspect of this is a huge turnoff for me. So. This is going to be background for me for a lot of it. And that's what I was trying to do today with like my kid in the room and I'm playing, you know, matchbox cars or whatever with him. And I'm like, let me throw this on and maybe I could get through an hour and a half of it and he'll just listen to the music. But they do too much cuts from the songs to the chat where he was like, if it was just like Beatles music, he would be all in. But with a lot of the talky talky, it's all the initial stuff, right? Like, PJ, the the first episode. I mean, I figure by, like, the third episode of this, it's as they lead up to the actual performance on the rooftop and stuff, this is going to be, like, an epic watch. Right. And the first... But you got to kind of get through... I mean, it was like the first 10 minutes is that whole synopsis of the band, right. which was actually kind of cool. And I thought the one of the things that was really interesting is they said that, you know, leading up to this from, you know, because this was 1969 or 70. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Right. So they said leading up to the first, you know, the, the previous like three or four years as the technology had advanced, they started doing more um, like solo recordings, you know, like individual track recordings. So they weren't sitting in rooms together. They weren't doing it how they're doing it. So now all of a sudden they're back in a soundstage doing it all together. And that's kind of the precipice of how this all turns out. Yeah. I mean, the way, the way McCartney rolls in late to the initial sit down, it's like, okay, we get it. You're, you know, you're Mr. Famous kind of just rolling. I mean, the guys, you know, they're already the Beatles. All that stuff's already done. I mean, they haven't performed live in how many years? Yep. And they just kind of get, yeah, it, it, it's, it's very interesting. It's, there's, I think there's a lot more to unpack than, you know, just what you're watching. There's a lot of history. You should really know what you're getting into here. Right. And um, that's, 
Jack brought it up. I was watching last. Jack brought up the fact that he didn't get to watch it, or, or you know, that he was. It was like his number one anticipated, or one of them. So that's why you know I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I feel like I'm not the right person to talk about it. So, but this could be something that could literally have its own show that people could dive into and talk about. I mean, there's a lot to digest that people who know the band more so than I do, or anybody who's just a you know casual listener would understand a lot more. So I'm really enjoying it, but I think TM, like you said, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to sit down for two and a half hours on a Friday night and watch it. No, it's not it'll that be, kind of watch. Yeah. Yep, it'll, it'll take me like two weeks to get through it, but I wanted to get through the first episode, um, you know, for this show and I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's really amazing. And, and I would highly recommend it for any music fan, whether you you love the Beatles or not. Oh, nice. Well, I have seven hours to watch this shit, so I'm very excited. I just need a smaller file. That's all I need. I don't. I want to fucking four gigs an episode. I can't do that shit. But yeah, yeah. All right. Fucking very excited about that. Hey, any reason to hate Yoko Ono even more? Oh, it's brutal, man. You'll see why. It's just like, oh, but are you fucking kidding me, man? Um. So before we do the the one the last one, um, I did watch uh, JFK Revisited. Oh, and um, I don't, so I don't think it's been reviewed on the show yet. Okay. I'm like a I'm like a really big, you know, JFK. What what is this? Like, explain this to me. So so Oliver Stone, this is this is a new release. Uh, Oliver Stone has compiled more facts and data and, you know, whatever, what have you, and put together another film. It's not, you know, it's not like the um, Kevin Costner uh, theatrical drama. This is a documentary. Um, with So there were files that were not released until, I guess, recently um, with a lot of details about obviously what happened with John F. Kennedy and the assassination and everything. So this is an Oliver Stone production. He's in it. He's a talking head. And um, it's just more facts about how, you know, I mean, if you know anything about the JFK assassination, it's just more facts trying to dispel Hart Oswald as the lone gunman or a gunman at all, and then you know the second gunman on the grassy knoll, and all the all the blah 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 CIA conspiracy and all that kind of stuff. So it's a two-hour documentary. I mean, here's the thing. Okay, I'm so into this stuff. I love the JFK film when it came out, however many years ago. Um, and I sat down. So what happened was, Law, you asked if I would do the show this week, and I was like, yes. You know, let me know anything you're going to watch. This was the first night that I knew I was going to be on the binge cast. I go on to the uh, dubious means that we watch our shows. I search something from 2021. This just came out. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm watching this right now. So I, I found two hours in my night and I watched this. Next day, I make a comment to a certain Jack Valley, and I say, oh, I watched this last night. And he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, Oliver Stone's been taking a lot of shit about this, that, and the other thing. He's, you know, fabricating evidence again like he did with the first film. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. Don't ruin this for me. I believe this stuff. Like, I know there was another shooter, you know. Um, 
All that being said, I've, I'm fascinated by this stuff. And while it is kind of long in the tooth, if you will, because you listen to a bunch of old ass dudes talk about facts and politics and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really enjoy this kind of stuff. So if you're into JFK and, you know, the assassination and, and, and the facts and everything that goes into what really happened here, because honestly, it's 2021 and nobody really knows what actually, I think the only thing we do know is that the way it's been laid out to us is not true. So this documentary gets into a lot of crazy shit. I, and, and me being a fife, I believe it all until you wake up the next day, you read articles or you hear people telling you that it's, you know, what is and what isn't true and all that kind of shit. But um, it's, I, to me, it's a good, solid documentary. Um, taking it all a little bit of a step further, if you are of the belief that Lee Harvey Oswald did not kill Kennedy on his own and there was not a magic bullet that hit seven orifices or, you know, parts of two different guys' bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and that's all it is. I mean that's that's why I watched it because I'm someone who's into that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that, I would I would I would watch it. Um I am I am very skeptical when people tell me that Oliver Stone has an agenda and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I mean, like you just you hear so much in a documentary like this over two hours, and it's hard for me to believe this is just political propaganda. Like I, I just feel that there's a lot of truth to a lot of this stuff. So yeah, um, that's all. I mean, good doc seven on ten, you know. But uh, it was a good watch. It's I mean I'm really into stuff. Uh, like yeah, this. I want to watch this. I love GFK. Like I love. Stone's JFK movie. Um, so is at the I, I always remember at the end of uh, well, ironically, I don't remember the actual dates. At the end of JFK, they give there's like a title card, right? Like that kind of shows you uh, these files won't be released till such and such. Are these those files? Like, do you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yes. So, yeah. like, it's like a cliffhanger at the end of JFK. If you think about it, it's like, anyway. So we'll find out everything when this comes out, right? Yeah. And so these files are released in the whatever the Library of Justice. I don't remember what the hell it's called, but so people have gone in to wherever they're now, you know, public knowledge, and they've done their own research and stuff. So you get a little bit from those people, and uh, but listen. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else to review this by saying I don't even think Lee Harvey Oswald was even involved. Oh boy! But but you learn a lot about who he really was, and so when he says, like, right before he gets shot, he's like, "I'm just a patsy. I I never think this." I get that makes a lot of sense now, and you know, American government, right? Who yeah. do you believe? Any of the shit that comes out of these guys' mouth at this point. But th- this is just a fascinating story. Oh. 
<laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't want to get, you know, this could be a, like four hour full yeah, binge, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, and I, you know, it's America and I, you know, when, when I live here and I don't know what the fuck's going on, <laughs> but uh, it's just fascinating law. You'll, law, you would, you'll eat this up, especially at work yeah. for two hours, listening to these guys talking oh, and wait. stuff. They, oh my God, dude. I mean, like every five minutes I'm like, what? Stop. <laughs> and then they talk to something else and you're like, What? I can't Come wait. on, you I know, and I'm wait. sitting there rewinding because my kids in the room and I'm like, they didn't just that didn't just happen, you know. So it's like it's like you're caught between being like, holy shit! If this was told to me when I was in fifth grade in the history class, I'd be like, oh my god, or it's all oh, it's 2021, well, it's all bullshit. But no, I mean, holy <laughs> cow! There's right. so much in this. It's yeah, you're gonna like it. Like if you like that movie, oh, this fuck. is like. An, ultimate follow-up you're gonna be like holy shit yeah um yeah i remember listening to uh 11 63 the stephen king novel about you know yes. the guy that travels back and um the audiobook specifically had uh you know kind of like a prologue by stephen king and he's just like uh yeah so i did all my research and you know, I figured out that you know he uh, he did it all by himself. Like it totally is the exact opposite of everything Oliver Stone has ever been talking about. You know what I mean? So no you're way. just like, no, <laughs> like what? No, 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 no. What do you mean, <laughs> Stephen? If Stephen King watches this documentary, he's gonna be like, shit, I need to change that. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's what I would think. That's what I would think. All right, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but. Yeah, really good. Did you rate it? Well, yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, it's it's an easy seven on ten. Nice, right. yeah, fantastic. But it's 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 a it's it's a doc, you know. So to me, it's just like if you're into this, you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. So much info. It. Yeah, I got Beatles. Uh, actually, I'm laid off next week, so this is all on the back burner. Beatles, JFK revisited. Um. Morning show. I got everything written down here. What I got? Oh no! No no! I'm out. Morning show. I'm out. Fuck that. Fuck morning show. I'm just right. Yeah. All right. Let's get to this last one. Um, the documentary that Chad D brought up earlier. It's called "Twas the Fight Before Christmas." Um. So I didn't know. Like, I had no idea what this is about. I didn't know it was a documentary. I saw the poster. I saw the. Um, you know the the IMDb page. I was kind of like, "What is this? Is this like a a B movie Christmas store or a Christmas vacation?" I don't know what's going on here. Um, soon found out it was a documentary about uh, a guy fighting to keep his Christmas lights up, and I was all in. I just that's all I needed to know. I didn't know who was who. What was what? I just wanted to watch this shit. It was the right time. Let's do this shit. I just put my Christmas lights up myself. Fuck yeah. Let's do this. So we got... Um, fuck, I don't have it pulled up, but I don't know their names. This dude puts on this gigantic Christmas show for... Uh, and he does it for a charity. And, uh, you know, all these people come up and he... he, he Focus like he he bases everything he does around obviously Clark Griswold and uh, Christmas Vacation. The entire house is filled with lights. It's fucking astronomical. It's amazing. They do a great job. They have a great show. They make a lot of money. It's unbelievable. After it's done, the wife says, "Look, 
I think we need a bigger house. We need to move. So they decide to move to this house. And um, there is a, what do you call that? I, I'm missing the word here. A housing, what is it called? Uh, it's the uh, HOA. Yeah, the HOA. The, uh, what, what is Housing homeowners Organization Association? What is it? Yeah, so Homeowners Association. Homeowners so you're like a condo board if you're living in a building, but it's a homeowners association. Thank you. And what city are they right outside of? Because they don't want to go into the city? Remember they... I believe they're in like Wisconsin. Yeah. It's like a... Or, or no, no, they're in Idaho. They're in Idaho. They're just Spokane. outside the border. Spokane. So, Spokane, Spokane, yeah. Yeah, they're just outside the border so they don't get the, the city uh, ramifications against them. Um, so they, they set up shop there. Nice big house. Nice giant driveway. Um, giant trees in their front lawn. They're going to have a huge Christmas show. Um, but this dude comes in fucking hot. Like he... Is just like, I'm doing this shit. I don't give a fuck what you think. Let's go. And the homeowners association is just like, whoa, dude, let's, uh, let's talk about this for a bit and let's figure this out. And, uh, a gigantic fucking fight takes off and it's, uh, unbelievable. It gets involved with the Fox war on Christmas and, um, guys, I was fucking enthralled with this documentary i absolutely fucking loved it where are you guys at tm pj did you watch it or no no i was fucking watching oh god oh yeah right i forgot i'm sorry pj i thought you watched this tm where are you at i'm sorry guys i was peeing in a jar all right (laughs) (laughs) i was really hoping pj watched it all right i did do it okay I mean, like the biggest douche ever would be where I'd want to start this conversation. I mean, this guy, I I mean, to say that I side with the homeowners association is just like a get me out of like get me out of this conversation quick. This was this was obnoxious. I mean, and, and but my favorite part of all of this was, thank God. Halfway through the documentary, his wife checked out. Yeah. And then, you know, but but did she? Because this went on for a couple years. So did they come back or was she literally gone for three years? This is what me and Kerry kept asking. We were like, <laughs> wait a minute. He's doing it again for the next – he's like setting up the lights again in September. It's like, did the wife come back? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it was only like a six-day thing. If it, Jim Law. I can't believe he pulled this off more than once in the the Wisconsin neighborhood or whatever that he moved into. Yeah. You you bring up a good point first of all about the wife because I thought at some point this is uh, look at I was thrown off by the way this documentary was filmed right off the stop because right off the start because I was like I was with this dude. I was like, look at this dude. He's fucking referencing Clark Griswold. He's referencing Christmas Vacation. This guy just wants to put up Christmas lights. I'm fucking pro... Uh, what's this fucking guy's name? God damn it. Is it Jeremy? Jeremy... Uh, fuck. 
Fuck me. Well, I, can't, it's I, I don't even have a fucking... There's no cast it. on IMDb. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about this guy. <laughs> I want this guy to have his fucking Christmas lights, right? Like, I want this guy to be able to put up Christmas lights. Who the fuck doesn't want that? And I think... And in my head, I'm like... Oh, this homeowners association, they're going to be a fucking piece of work. A bunch of fucking, this is going to be a fucking neighborhood of Karens. That's all I'm thinking, right? Watching the beginning of this movie. And then all of a sudden you just realize that this fucking guy is absolute fucking garbage. And everything about him is about fucking airtime and fucking uh, getting on a fucking soapbox and having everybody listen to what he thinks. And I know, I this is the thing about this movie. I know so many people like this guy that they're pieces of shit and whenever they fucking feel threatened, they fucking put everything else on everybody else. Like, they, they think, oh my god, you don't want my lights? Well, you think you're fucking anti-Christian. Like, immediately. That's the immediate thing they go to. I know so many fucking people like this guy. I hate these fucking people with a passion. I've talked about all show. This is a running theme, ladies and gentlemen. I need somebody to love or somebody to fucking really hate in a fucking... Any sort of media that I watch. This movie has the ultimate fucking guy to hate. I fucking despise everything about this guy. Every single word that comes out of his mouth makes my fucking skin crawl. There are scenes in this movie that are so fucking hard to watch. When he is trying to talk to his wife near the end of the movie. And the kid... Oh my god. The kids start talking. So he's like, okay, hold on. Let me start again. Let me start my point. I don't think you got my point. Let me start my point again. Because he's no, he knows he's being filmed. It's fucking unbelievable, Tim. He's, I was, playing, to the, he's playing to the camera in oh. those scenes. When the camera's behind her and the balloon, the kid keeps walking by with the balloons and he's like, no, we got to do it again. No, it's unbelievable. It's How unbelievable. This is ridiculous. But the point you brought up with the wife, I too, at one point, thought she had left. Like, like. I felt really bad for her because she's like, we're we're at war with our fucking neighbors. Like this is horrible. That's all she wanted to was to be a part of a community. Yeah, and he destroys it. He, but then, but then you go, you skip a little bit nearer towards the end of the film, and she's like, she kind of, you know, she chirps in with something that supports him again, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like. I don't understand it. I hate this guy so much, and that's why I love this fucking documentary so much. I want him to fail so badly. And this documentary contains a very key thing for, to, to make me love it. Very rarely in a documentary do you get a twist that you don't see coming from one way or the other. Um, there can be gut punches, and there could be decisions made in the court. That you you don't agree with, and that's horrible, and and it makes you feel one way or other about the story. But there is an immediate fucking twist in this movie that literally made me fucking like yell out loud at work, like yes, like fuck yes, like I was so fucking happy. Um, this a range of emotions. A range of emotions in a documentary. There's nothing more that you can ask for. I fucking absolutely was enthralled with this. 
Uh, I immediately, like, I, you know, I immediately went on Facebook. I fucking recommended this as, for anybody that wanted to watch it. It's perfect for a documentary lover around the Christmas time. This was a good time for me. See, I'm left again. <laughs> oh, no, I'm right here. No, no, I'm here. Are you pissing again? What is happening with you? No, I already took care of that. I'm oh. sorry. Waiting for you to respond. Yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm super, super uh, like, excited to watch this. Oh, you have to watch this. You have to watch this. Um, it's, you know, the only thing I think about, Law, is so with any documentary, the documentary uh, documentors, if you will, or the people, you know, that have the agenda. So, like, to me, we're watching this guy, and he is completely privy to the fact that he is the focal point of this documentary, right? I mean, you have all these scenes in the beginning with him sitting there in his garage, and you have him showing, he's like, this is the North Pole of whatever, and he's showing all his fucking decorations and all that. So, that whole intro in the beginning, right? And then he ends up being the the biggest fucking douchebag you've ever seen, right? (laughs) So, my question is... What's being hidden here? Because there are a couple different stories in there with the buses. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like, oh, well, this, the, like that one neighbor, because I think a lot of this is like, um, like a lot of it's not real footage. A lot of it's, um, you know, reenactments, if you will, early on. But then you have that scene where the guy with the beard is yelling in their face. Mm-hmm. And that's like the first, um, that's like the first uh they're the the first uh you know the people like giving them shit basically in their direction and then he like, I'm watching the guy with the beard yelling at them outside the house in the dark and I'm like this is a, another reenactment I'm like this is this is nonsense I'm like where is this documentary going and then he that that same guy like turns to his left and says oh you always, you always with the camera yeah and I'm like oh shit that was actually a neighbor because yeah. that's a neighbor you never see as a talking head, and you see a lot of neighbors as talking heads. Right, right, right. So I was like, oh, I was like, oh, what the fuck was that? And there's the younger blonde, uh, younger couple with the the blonde wife, and she makes a couple like under her breath comments, like because when 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 the appeal goes through for for the neighbors, like the celebration. I mean, I, I have to say, in the end, I'm on their side, a hundred percent. Yeah. Right, but I mean, there is a little bit of a sense of doubt where I'm just like, and not not for uh, in his favor. He's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the stories about oh, somebody kicked my car, somebody you know threatened me, and this but and that. I mean, but this is the I thing. think that the, the behavior of the neighbors has been hidden in the documentary. I mean, but the, not because, but I would have been them. I mean, you would have too. You and I would have lived in that community. We would have tried to kill people. Yeah, yeah. and you know, yeah. I mean, so I get all that, but they do hide that in a, in a very good way. The, this, this is why I, I really find this documentary interesting because I don't know um, the, the the point of the documentarians, right? Like, I, I want to see what side they are on. And I think they do a really good job of just telling the story here. Um, 
So if because I, they one, have gold with this guy, they're just yeah. like, oh my god! But we the, can and just that's the thing, like, him this, talking, and we are going to be rich, right? And this guy right. is completely open with them, like nonstop, right? So they're even like whatever the end game is here for them, they are doing a great job making this film because they are yeah. getting both sides equally just fucking open and and they're telling us everything and i think that is fucking a key to making this fantastic but here's the thing with what you're saying um there's tons of video like lots of people have phones and 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 video cams or whatever the fuck it is at the christmas shows but there is never any video of what douchebag is talking about we never see a car fucking damaged we never see anyone fucking yelled at or assaulted other than that one neighbor right. that you're talking about. We never see this guy pretend to get hit by the bus. We never see any of that shit. So when they go from just hearing his story about the things that happen and then they cut over to the neighbor's story and they're just like, it's all bullshit. You can't help yeah. but believe them, right? Because there is no visual evidence of what happened there. No, you're right. You're right. I remember thinking this when I was watching it too. You're you're exactly right. And and the sc- <laughs> one of the scariest parts of all of this is like his militia guys with the guns yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're but but I'm I'm trying to support the point you just made is like all the stories those guys were telling too. It's like now nah, mm-hmm. that shit never happened. Yeah. There's none of that because there was so much. There was there was recordings. And video footage of everything except for the bullshit coming from him. Absolutely. Except all the shit he's complaining about. There's nothing about that. Yeah. Right. Um, This was really well done, though. The the fact that they, like I said. It's open-ended. It drives me crazy. Oh, that kill. I would immediately... We talk about... I'm, I'm checking runtime. Yeah. <laughs> at, one, at one point, I'm like, "This wait, how yeah. much time left? Where's the resolution? We uh, So PJ and I talked about the humans earlier, about how after it ended, I didn't give a fuck what it meant. As soon as this ended, I was like, fucking uh, appeal, this fucking case, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I had like case numbers and shit. I was like, fuck, yeah, what it, it was already appealed like six times. And the, it's, still, it's still not fucking over. Like it's still it's in not court. Over. Yeah, yeah. The, the poor fucking neighborhood's still waiting for results. Oh, and fuck. he's still living there. I loved them. The, the Listen, this is the best footage I think of the documentary. The appeal... Um, Zoom oh, meeting. the judge, the one, the older judge, the one. Yeah. So they have an appeal meeting with all the judges, but it's on Zoom. Like they all have to meet on Zoom. They have the main fucking players in this story watching the live Zoom fucking judge appeal meeting as it's going on. It's fucking incredible. I fucking, this is my favorite part of the documentary. And it's right near the end. So this even boosts it up even more. Him reacting to every word that's said, showing even more of uh, how he's a douchebag, and just having the neighbors watch this and go, she gets it. Like, she gets it. She knows what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? The total Even the wife, his wife knew what was going on. Yeah. She was like, fuck. Oh, this this is fucking, that was phenomenal. I love that part, man. And PJ, by the way, this main guy that we're talking about is actually an attorney. And that's what makes him the biggest douchebag of all time. Oh, and he lets you know immediately that he's an attorney. 
Yeah. You guys are making this like this. This is my life story in my neighborhood, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, that's not good, man. We have had neighbors in our neighborhood who literally had to move because their neighbors were such douchebags and not following HOA requirements. Oh, you got to watch this. I don't even know what side you're going to be on, PJ, but you got to watch this. Uh, Yeah, you have to watch this. I'm totally with it because it's really fascinating to me when you're saying that it's like still in litigation because that's the big thing is that HOAs have no power outside of – they have bylaws, and then you can fight them in court. Uh-huh. But HOA doesn't have any money. So, anyway, I, I'm not going to talk on it because I haven't seen it, but I'm really excited. You no, know, but this is so fascinating to me because, like, I understand HOAs. I, I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey for 20 years and did real estate and stuff. So I can understand, like, condo associations. Right. But to be living in, the, especially, like, this neighborhood – and like so that's where like in the beginning of this law i'm like okay i might have this guy's back yeah and then it it completely just disintegrates you know i mean it's like but me carrie and i are looking to you know buy a house so we're like oh imagine moving into this and then you know they'll realize with this guy we're not gonna be like this fucking asshole i mean oh my god this guy he is one of like law you sent that message and you're like i've never hated anyone as much as i hate this guy like yeah hello Hundred percent agree. I mean, this guy is douchebaggery to the nth degree. I mean, there is—I don't know what to say about. I mean, every time he's on screen, you want to just punch your fucking television over and over again. Yes, yes. Oh, he is awful in every sense of the word. Oh, fucking, and that makes a good fucking doc for me I oh fucking, this is a phenomenal documentary oh i fucking love this this is uh look i've watched this one time i don't go crazy with my reviews one time but this is an eight on ten first watch yeah you know it just concerns i always say to my wife like you leave the northeast and you're asking for trouble because you just get <laughs> different elements that i mean you guys understand maybe something that we don't mm-hmm. like we've never lived outside of the Northeast. Right, when it comes right. to the, the, you know, it's 2021, the politics and everything that we've gone through over the last, uh, since Carrie and I have been together, which is like six, seven years. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, we got to stay close to home. <laughs> yep. just, shit gets weird. <laughs> when, when, yeah. And this is a great example of it. It's a great example of like this guy, he could not function in my neighborhood. He'd be gone. The police would have him out of here in like three hours. You know, this is America, motherfucker. Get out of my face. We live we live three miles from New York. Get out of here. We don't got time for this shit. So you know. It's just it's just like, you know, eye opening stuff. It really this is word wild stuff, right, PJ? <laughs> I know that drop exists somewhere, but I mean, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Everyone, it, it, law says everyone's got to watch this show about fucking, you know, painkillers. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs to watch this fucking <laughs> show because this shit's out there too, people. <laughs> and it is not good. It is not good at Pe- all. PJ's got a lot of fucking shit to watch this week. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> PJ's going to cancel Sportscast. <laughs> 
I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> Fuck football tomorrow. I'm watching all this shit. <laughs> Holy Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Fuck. Did you give it official rating, Tim? No? Yeah? Oh, I haven't, but I mean, this is. I mean, documentary rise. It's like easy eight on ten. Nice eight on ten with a guaranteed rewatch. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be rewatched with. And I need the follow up, right? Like we need that appeal. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to like it, but we need to know how this story ends. Absolutely. Well, but they can appeal it then. I mean, this is going to go. It's going to go on forever. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact, okay, so here's the bottom line in all this. The fact that, and this is what Carrie and I kept talking about, the fact that the American government functions in a way where this guy can fucking have this nonsense yeah. continue, like, you know, legally in court, is just a fucking joke. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, yeah, and, you know. And there, and there you go, and and it's gonna, you know, turn over again. What a fucking joke, man! Oh, and you guys, what? this is how you're gonna feel when you watch Dope Sick too. The fact that they can fucking do what they do uh, legally in court. Oh, it's the same shit. Well, you get the written house thing. That's, I mean, you could even oh. apply this to everyday life. I mean, there's like the whole idea behind the American justice system. It's just like here's another example. Of the time that is wasted yep. on fucking nonsense yep. when other things need to be taken care of. And yep. they're not because Happy Joe Fuckstick here wants yep. to fucking put 30,000 lights on his house and have a fucking camel. And there's no wall. better there's no better uh, fucking example of it, right, than that Zoom meeting. Because you get that one judge where she's just like, what are we talking about here? Like, what what it, well, what it, what what are you guys talking about? Well, you know, listen, the way Pete says Larry David is his fucking dad, well, we just met his fucking grandmother. Yeah. Exactly. Because that is Pete sitting there going, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. She's just like, what are we yeah. talking about here? This is stupid. Like, what? yeah, this is yeah. not. This, my, this, my this, wife, Jim, well, my wife literally goes, thank you. Yeah. Finally. Fuck, yeah. I know. But you got four other fucking judges there that are just like, well, wait a minute now. We have oh, to those talk guys about- are complete penis tits, both uh. of them. You can see them sitting there on the screen. <laughs> no, really, no. They're fucking, the two of them are sitting there. They're just like, she's saying, like, now what are we talking exactly. about? Exactly. Like, oh, dude. Oh, my God. That America. is the American America. justice system. Yep, that's it in a nutshell. Ah, oh, fuck. All right, that ladies and gentlemen. That, up, by the way, clean drop, penis tits. Yes, that was clean. <laughs> it's about time. I've been trying to do it on our show for like 10 years, PJ. It's the greatest fucking term of all time. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that is the binge cast. Oh, it was a long one. It was so fucking worth it, though, with the binge uh, sportscast boys, these fucking guys. They put all the sports aside, uh, you know. Except for the first half hour. And then they talked about TV. They talked about movies. Um, they did a fucking fantastic job. I don't know why you've never been on the show together, but I'm sure you will be again in the future. Law, my wife just texted said, what the fuck are you talking about up there? I said, <laughs> I said the flight before Christmas, babe. <laughs> I got your back. 
Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Awesome. All right, boys, uh, let's get out of here. Stay tuned for the full binge. If you are a uh, Patreon supporter, we're going to be playing the Lost in Translation game. I'm fucking hammered, so I don't know how this is going to go. It's going to be amazing. We'll do this tomorrow night. <laughs> no, we're doing this. To fuck you. Let's get out of here. All right, thanks, boys, for hanging out. Absolutely. All right. And this should play at some point, right? <laughs> won't play. All right. Ah, oh, fantastic. Thank you for listening to the BingeCast on BingeMedia.net. To listen to the full binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Binge media patrons will get access to the full binge, the binge cast four hour show on a private RSS feed, and they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge media patrons also get other perks. So check us out at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe to the binge media podcast network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, the full binge.